Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and Golden Earring on Rock 102. Going to be uh, pretty warm today. Cloudy with a high of 56 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 54. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say? We hop right into some Hollywood yeah. trash with Steve yeah. Nagin yeah. the Rock 102. Uh, Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers have broken up just a little over a year after they announced their engagement. Well, guys, she's single. You know, uh, and sometimes ladies, it's... He is, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know sometimes it's just better to uh, to break up than yeah. to jump the broom than you know, have it all fall apart. There's uh, no official word from either of them, but a source close to Aaron says, quote, it was an amicable split. It just wasn't working. They're very different people with busy careers, and there were obstacles that they couldn't surmount. Uh, they will remain friendly. There's no bad blood, no drama. It just didn't work out for them. The line about obstacles they, that they couldn't surmount is going to be interpreted by a lot of people as a vaccine thing. Maybe he wasn't giving her the jab, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I think he was giving yeah. her the jab. Neither, he wasn't taking any jabs for his own. But neither of them uh, ever revealed how Shailene felt about Aaron's stance on that. But another source recently told people that they disagreed on a lot of things but decided early on in the relationship not to argue about them. Well, okay. All right. Yeah, but at some point, that stuff kind of comes back up. What, the vaccine stuff? Well, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, like severe differences of opinion. Yeah. You know, where all you can do then is to argue and fight and uh, and and tussle yeah. at every turn. At some point, it comes back to you. Well. You can't suppress your feelings forever, Steve. It might come back to you, but uh, at least they're not making much noise about it. Well, you wouldn't believe what he talks about at night. Talking about microchips being implanted in you, and he's talking about the spaceship coming and the aliens controlling everything, and Bill Gates. And... It's early in the breakup. I'm sure she'll tell her friends. And waking up to Alex Jones every morning on the radio. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't uh, live this way. Tom Hanks's 31 year old son, Chet, posted a YouTube video about what it's like growing up as the son of Tom and Rita Wilson and uh, the truth about growing up as a Hanks. Chet said being a, the son of famous parents caused him to develop a chip on his shoulder and a hard exterior because people would judge him and gossip behind his back. Quote, I didn't have a strong male role model to tell me, bro, F these people. They're just jealous of you. You have all these things that they want. So they're just trying to throw shade at you so you can feel crappy about yourself. My experience was more complicated because on top of uh, fame already being toxic, I wasn't even famous. I was just the son of somebody famous, so I hadn't even done anything to deserve any sort of recognition, and that created a lot of contempt. Must be tough when one of your parents is universally beloved. Uh, I'm glad, glad my, my kids don't have to face that. Yeah. Just try to get this guy on the show, Chet. Since his dad was, didn't want to come on the show anyway, yeah, we could make him the superstar. The late Peter Scolari had no problem coming on our show. You know what? We really should get that guy on this show and tell and start telling him stuff like that. Hey, Peter Scalari came. Your dad didn't. What's your dad's deal? Yeah. How come you can't be more like your dad? <laughs> uh, but Chet said he's made changes and is no longer headed down a destructive road. He started his own self-mastery program called Hank's Fit, where he will uh, post pictures of workout routines, meal plans, and meditation routines. Meditation uh, techniques. Um... Yeah, but then aren't you kind of using your dad's fame to well, of course. catapult your own career? Well, what other credibility does he have? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You might as well. You might as well use it after all this time. People First of all, his his name is Chet, so he's already down a credibility step uh, yeah. you know, right off the bat. But secondly, uh, yeah, 
if your if your name if your dad were Tom Hanks, wouldn't you use it for everything too? Yeah, I would. Yeah, you know who my dad is Tom Hanks. I'd be getting uh, tables at restaurants under the name Mr. Tom Hanks. Party of four. I'd be doing that all the time. <sighs> well, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe our children one day will be uh, reaping the benefits of what we do. They haven't yet. Hey, Dad, thanks for saving fives of dollars from my community <laughs> college fund. <laughs> that was such a nice You're such a nice guy. Really? That's, that's what we got in his will? I really expected <sighs> much more. LeVar Burton wants kids to read banned books. Quote, there are plenty of books to choose from, but you know what? No, read the books they don't want you to. That's where the good stuff is. Read banned books. Well, if you ever look at the list of banned books, yeah. many of them are classics. Yeah. You know, they're banned for any number of reasons. Yeah. But some of them aren't even that great of reasons. Well, I mean, you know... Uh, that, I guess that's a whole another topic of conversation with the, uh, the the burning of the books. But do you ever remember seeing a Reading Rainbow episode where the butterfly is flying through a big bonfire full of religious zealots uh, mm-hmm. telling you to down with the... Don't mention the word gay! Burn all these books! <laughs> it is a little ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. John Cena is teaming up with the Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote for a Coyote versus Acme, a hybrid animated live-action comedy. Oh, man, I cannot wait for this to hit the big screen. Finally, someone is taking full advantage of John Cena's many talents. The Coyote is suing Acme because their products keep... Uh, because their products keep manufacturing malfunctioning. Malfunctioning, yes. they want to say. Okay, so now we've pop cultured this whole thing, and Wiley Coyote is part of cancel culture and wants to bring down the Acme company? All right, but you know, like so many things in life, Steve, yeah. if you've ever watched any of uh, Wiley Coyote's works, yeah. you know that when the package is delivered, he rips through the package and puts those. Uh, you know, rocket uh, those rocket roller skates on his feet without even reading the directions. Well, maybe he's seen enough YouTube videos where those were put together that he didn't need to. I mean, if you're going to modernize it, you might as well modernize it that way. Yeah, but it says right in the instructions, do not wear near a cliff. You know, I mean, yeah. that's good advice. If you don't read that, then that's on you. When he, when he reads the birdseed re- recipes, does he have to read through 15 pages of how this recipe was the best thing that ever came up uh, but- and... Yo, uh, I if, just want the ingredients. If you want something to work correctly, yeah, yeah you read it. You read it thoroughly, sometimes twice. Uh, Sharon Stone has kept her white dress from Basic Instinct since filming uh, wrapped uh, 30 years ago. She says, quote, I broke the zipper, so it's her, her, hermetically sealed like a piece of art or a very cool time capsule. Okay. Yeah. I like that white dress. Yeah. Remember well, that, you know. Remember that scene where she got... Uh, red wine on it and then she had to go to a dry cleaner and get salt and oh yeah yeah messing out that was messed up that was a messed up scene (laughs) that wasn't right and that was your hollywood trash on rock 102 hey classic rock we're looking for account managers want to feel valued hurt max's view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware your neighborhood paint store hey good morning sports fans how the heck are you well there you go 
Remember a few days ago when I told you not to get wrapped up in the Boston Celtics and their eight-game winning streak? And do you remember me telling you that the problem with an eight-game winning streak is that all winning streaks eventually come to a grinding halt? And do you remember yesterday when I told you to ignore everything I said earlier in the week because they were about to come off the road, having clobbered Philadelphia on the road, and were about to face the Detroit Pistons, the worst team in the NBA after becoming the first team in NBA history to win three consecutive road games by at least 30 points or more? Well, I would like you to forget everything that has come out of my mouth, not just because I dropped a grammatically cumbersome run-on sentence, but because I find myself suddenly lacking credibility. You see, the Boston Celtics not only lost to the Pistons last night by a score of 112 to 111, they not only ended what became a nine-game winning streak, they lost it to a team that has just lost eight games in a row. Now, I can understand losing to a team like Chicago or Phoenix. Those are the two best teams in the NBA right now. But losing to the Detroit Pistons is like the Globetrotters losing to the Washington Generals. That should never happen. That would be like if the intramural boys basketball team at Kylie Middle School in Springfield faced top-ranked Gonzaga and blew them out with great defense and three-point shooting. Losing to Detroit is like trying to start a street fight with nine-year-olds and losing. And yet, here I was expecting a different outcome. I allowed myself to get swept up in the moment, just like the Celtics did when they blew an eight-point lead with four minutes left to play just before heading into the All-Star break. Nothing says you become momentum deficient like losing to the worst team in the league and having six days off to do nothing but think about it over and over again. Nicely played, Celtics. Thanks for stomping out all that excitement I was feeling and bringing back all that apathy and disinterest that I had grown accustomed to. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How many apps have you got on your phone? Probably too many. The only one that I have right now is the Rocky's Direct Mobile Circular app. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips with the Rockies app or at Rockies.com. Go old school right now and pick up a flyer at the store at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock at 609 and Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Going to be uh, nice, well, warm anyway, uh, cloudy with a high of 56. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 54. And then Saturday, we're back into the uh, the 30s. It's uh, 45 right now in downtown Springfield. I know you uh, you got a big B in your bonnet, a real bone to pick. Oh, and... I got a bone to pick. We can talk about that up, uh, after 7 o'clock. Yeah, um... Yesterday, when when uh, when you were out uh, and mm-hmm. Dave was here, we I, I mentioned something that he didn't had he hadn't seen yet, yeah. and I didn't have the audio mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah, you and I get hired from time to time to do commercials for people because we're outstanding uh, pitchmen. You know, you give you give me like a hardware store, yeah, to move items, and yeah, I'll you, do it. You can do it. You pick uh, you pick me to give away tchotchke items at a bar. I can do that for you. You want to sell mattresses? You go to Steve uh, Steve Nagel. Yes. Yeah, sure. They're a little more expensive, but can you really afford a another restless, restless night's sleep? sleep? No, you cannot. No. Yeah. See, uh, those companies have hired yeah. us appropriately. They know that when we go on the air and we start talking about stuff, units get moved. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why they pay us to do that. That's right, and yeah. and in some cases even handsomely. But uh, there are also occasions where a company will hire a celebrity to endorse their product mm-hmm. only to find out that uh, what do they do on these commercials 
is the creepiest freaking thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, uh, you're, you're you're like, hey, did you see? <clears throat> excuse me, did you see this Jimmy Walker commercial? And I'm like, no. And I'm and he told me where it is. I go look it up, and I'm like, oh god, I feel embarrassed for him. <laughs> Because I don't know if he if he had the instruction by wow. the company to perform this in his way. Now, if you ever interview Jimmy Walker yeah. and you ask him, could you say dynamite? Yeah, he won't. He won't do it. He yeah. won't do it unless he has paid. Yeah. And, there, and he has set a price. There's a specific price you have to pay yeah. for Jimmy Walker to say dynamite. Right. It was the biggest catchphrase of the 70s. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a uh, it's like if uh, what Gary Coleman were still alive, everybody wants him to say what you talking about Willis because that was the catchphrase. And if and if Gary uh, you felt he could get away with it, he could have said, "I won't do it unless I get paid and paid right. at this at this rate." And I totally understand that. That makes a little bit of sense to me. But when you're a company and this is the uh, the 2022 benefits helpline, mm-hmm. and you hire. An iconic comedian like Jimmy Walker, I have to believe you expect a better performance than what you get. Yeah, can we? Uh, do we have the audio here that I we do. can listen to? I let's, do. Let's check this out. Hi, it's me again. Listen to this: Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits, like getting money added back to your Social Security check every month may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your social security check every single month. Call now. All right, here's the, here's the endorsement for people. everything I deserve. Uh, I called to check my zip code for a plan with the benefit that adds money back to my social security check. Yep. I called to check my zip code. Check your zip code. It could be... Dynamite! Call call now. Money! Money. Call now! (laughs) What's the money? It's dynamite! It's like, uh, (laughs) you know, it's it's funny because, like, I've worked with people like uh, Gilbert Gottfried down at, uh, you know, a couple of shows that that I've uh, opened for him on. You know, and it's always like, oh, wow, you're, like, getting to meet the guy who talks like this. You know, it has that unique voice and that unique character. (laughs) And I had always heard that he wasn't, like, you know, he wasn't, uh, he didn't talk like that. No. Like, like that was, that's just a character that he does. Yes. And he's a very soft-spoken man. Yeah, like, could you please pass the napkins? Yeah, that's what you would hear from Gilbert Gottfried if you're having a normal conversation. Yeah, and, but you can also tell, like, this man is probably in his 70s, you know, and he... He's, uh, you can tell, it's show, the age is showing, like he's slowing down a little bit. And when he talks to you, like in person, it's very, uh, I don't know, coagulated and just like it's uh, all I mean, over the place. And, and it's, 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 it's how, a, and he's got, when you've done an act for so long, he's probably got it down mentally in his yeah. head. Like that's routine. And he goes out and he does a great show, but he doesn't, it's very incoherent when you're actually talking <laughs> to him backstage. Oh, well, that's a very nice thing. Well, in, uh, like, uh, like a couple of years ago, like one or two years ago, Joe Namath was doing one of these things. Yeah. 
you know, Joe Namath at one point could pitch any product in the world, and yeah. and they would sell because he's Joe. You know, he's, he's Joe Namath. He's uh, Broadway Joe. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you see him on a commercial doing the same exact thing for uh, for elderly benefits, and all you can think of is, "I want to kiss you." Mm-hmm. I don't care about the Jets. That's all I can think of. Yeah. And now J.J. Walker, all I'm going to think about is the money. The money with the money. It sounds like Mike Myers <laughs> and Dana Carvey doing the thing on Wayne's World with the I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> no, no, get the leprechaun. No, I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> so it's uh, it's like you can tell like the, the the their ages catching up to them. And you're right. Like who but but put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's 70 or 80 years old. Right. Would you have a different opinion of how this works? You'd be like Oh, yeah, that's the guy I used to watch on Get Good Times. Well, see, I'm watching this commercial, and if I'm being you know, totally honest, everything in between those creepy moments where yeah. you're saying money and dynamite, everything in between there, I'm okay with. You know, it's fine. He's a guy in his 60s. He's, you know, he's probably getting Medicare himself, and that's perfectly fine. But it's the intonation of the word money that makes everything sound so damn creepy. It's like everything in between that commercial mm-hmm. has been eliminated because of these flashes of cre- these these flashes of creepiness. Yeah, and I don't even remember what the hell he's selling. No, because that's taking away from the commercial so much that you're not focusing on what he's trying to pitch, and that's not good for a company to do that. Let's say, for example, uh-huh. that I were doing uh, one of my award-winning commercials for Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. and every time uh, in that commercial. Uh, the word coffee showed up, yeah. and I started to say, coffee? Mm-hmm. Imagine how creepy that would be. Yeah. And Duncan would say, please stop doing that because no one is, no one can hear what else you're saying. They're just focused on coffee. Yeah. yeah. I'm not doing that. And I'm not going to go to Duncan and say, hi, I would like a medium coffee with cream. I'm not doing that. Well, I'll tell you where like it can be effective if you do it the right way. Like, remember they used to do the, the commercials for the Mick and the Marblin? I do. You know, you do Marblin. But that, and people would, would repeat that phrase because it was one of those things that was part of the commercial. But it also, it was, it, it was, it fit. It fit the spot yeah. that, they, that they did. It right. wasn't like off, you know, when he's, when he's doing money, <laughs> you're right. That's the only thing you're thinking about. When you hear the word marbling, you know that it's about a steak, and you know that it's from the Delaney house, and you yeah. know that it's— But like, Jimmy Walker just made yeah. this commercial sound like he's Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge wringing his hands together and looking talking about, you know, money. You know, yeah. it's like it, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a creepy, uh, almost miserly yeah. feel to what, this commercial. What did Jimmy Walker say about it? He said, money. What was he selling? I have no idea. Something to do with yeah. money. Like and it I, was dynamite. Like I know uh, Tom Selleck sells reverse mortgages. Like I just know that because th- I've seen him do it. But he does it. He doesn't do it in this like Magnum PI style. No. He just does it as like, listen, I'm an old guy too. And I would never <laughs> get a reverse mortgage because that's the stupidest thing anybody could do. But I'm selling them right now. You know. Yeah. That, that, Hi, I'm Tom Selleck, and I'm impossibly rich, and yeah. I'm elderly. Yeah, I would never have to have be in a situation where uh, uh, I owe the bank tons of money. Yes. You know, I would never find myself in financial insolvency, but you may. And if that's the case, call this number on your screen. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little curious as to why certain companies pick their pitchmen. I mean, I know uh, like Wilford Brimley, he did the whole diabetes thing. 
You know, yeah, the whole... but but that you know that sustained his entire career. That was good for him. This is bad for Jimmy Walker. It's bad. Yeah, but I, I think you probably get to a certain age where you just don't care, and if somebody's willing to pay you the money, what? Yeah, pay money. You, thank you. Pay thank you, you the money. <laughs> It sounds like Jerry Lewis a little bit. Like, hey, lady! He sounds just uh, yeah, like Jerry right. Lewis. Uh, but the uh, yeah, but if you get if you get paid enough, like let's just say you know uh, thirty years from now, right? Yeah, I'll be seventy three years old if I make it that far. You'll never make it. And then uh, you don't think anybody around here is going? Hey, uh, we'll pay you uh, f- fifty five dollars. To do that all yeah thing you used to do at the end of the newscast. And I'll be like, okay, I'll take your 55 bucks and I would do it. And sure. I would do it the way that I... But it's never going to come out the same way it sounded when I was 30 years younger. No, because your voice matures. Right. And right. you can tell that's what's happening with Jimmy Walker here. It's like, it's almost like he's a struggle to get those hands to clap. Dynamite! Yeah, you almost want to know what he got paid. And you almost want to shake your head and say, was it worth it? <laughs> well, are we are we getting our dollar uh, return? I I, uh, I heard uh, years ago when he did a comedy show down in New Haven, and he was a headliner there. That he was paid like thirty five thousand dollars for just two short shows at this comedy club, which is an outrageous amount of money. Right, and you're only talking like he's only on stage for like. 35, 40 minutes? Like, it's not like it's a full hour of comedy that you would go, like, you're paid to see a classic guy like George Carlin back in the day when he was still around. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd get a good show out of it, no matter what where you were, <laughs> as, you know? As opposed to the comedian that is well past his prime. Yeah. And uh, the same with uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay, I believe, for the for the Hookie Lao shows, was 50 grand. Fifty grand, really? Fifty grand for two shows, one night of two shows, twenty five thousand dollars each. But they filled the place, though, right? They did, but then when you hear the criticism afterwards, you're like, eh, hey, it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. You know? I'm trying to f- find out what kind of how, how much Jimmy Walker charges to say uh, di- dynamite. I also, uh, when I worked with Screech. All these people are dead now, huh? I worked with Screech. Yeah. He was like, it was ridiculous, too. It was like $5,000 a show. I mean, obviously, you're going to get a lot less money for a guy like that. But the, still, that's a little ridiculous, don't you think? Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> but he's, uh, let me see. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't find out how much he, he, he gets paid. But I've... But I've heard that it's like, you know, like, a, like it's, it's a $10,000 charge yeah. for him to say it. On top of what they're paying him you to know, endorse the commercial. In his defense, though, wouldn't you do that? I would do it. If but- you had a catchphrase that everybody loved and you're get, and you're so far removed from that character, well, that show was, what, 45 years ago? Yeah, but if you if what else is in that commercial is discrediting yeah. the uh, the point of what you're well, trying to sell, and then but, you say dynamite, then it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same resonance of someone who is just saying the catchphrase and then doing the commercial well, legitimately. Uh, I'm going to lay that on the folks that hired him. To totally. Because it's, it's, listen, you can't blame a guy who's going to, if you offer him money to say something, 
and it's a decent amount of money, I'll say it. Why not? Yeah. You know, if, if you're at you're you're in your golden years, but you is, don't know how much longer you have left. But is anybody telling him to say money? Money. Did he used to say that on good times? Because no. I don't remember him saying that at all. No. Because they didn't have any money. money back then. Now, this is like his second commercial, and he says money the first time around. So, like, this is in his head. I got to say it this way. Some guy wrote in and said, the only channel I got at my house is Court TV, and that J.J. Walker commercial comes in at least six times an hour, and I'm about to shoot myself <laughs> in the head. <laughs> exactly my point. Uh, worst commercial on TV. Well, hey, you know, maybe one day we'll see somebody we know selling spider can-am somewhere. <laughs> It's 623 on Rock 102. Pro contractors depend on Pro Tools. This ends on Monday. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Steve, that was very, very well done. Well, thank you so I much. I don't feel creeped out about that message And you at didn't hear all. me go, make sure you get your Sleep Number bed for the money. It's uh, 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh... <laughs> I don't, I don't. I have no. I have nothing. I got nothing. We got the. I. I got a bone to pick. And I told you that. Yeah, we'll uh, be. Uh, we'll be bone picking uh, oh, just a little bit. I love bone picking, don't you? Um. Well, it depends on which bone I'm picking, I suppose. Well, I'm gonna show you which bone you're gonna pick. Right, my friend. Hey, you want to hear a joke? I do, but before you tell it, let me just uh, say that uh, the joke is brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue. In Springfield or ServiewLocksmith.com. Three cowboys are sitting around a campfire, each telling tall tales. Okay. And the first one says, Well, I must be the meanest, toughest cowboy there is. The other day, a bull got loose in the corral and gored six men before I wrestled it to the ground by the horns with my bare hands. Right? Okay. And the second cowboy goes, Well, that's nothing. I was walking down the trail yesterday in a 50. Fifteen-foot rattlesnake slid out from under a rock and made a move for me. I grabbed the snake with my bare hands, bit its head off, and sucked the poison down in one gulp. And I'm still here today. And then the uh, the third cowboy remained silent, uh, staring into the fire. Yes. Silently stirring the coals with his penis. <laughs> that was the joke. That's the joke? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love cowboy jokes. I, I really didn't get to read it before I did. Oh, I thought that was going to be like a, something more than that. Well, maybe we'll do something different at night. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, booyah. Rock. 629 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. The Enfield police are warning residents of a spoofing scam. According to Facebook post by the Enfield police, they were made aware of the scam involving an individual spoofing an Enfield police department phone number and requesting or demanding funds. Police describe spoofing as the act of disguising a communication from an unknown source as being from a known trusted source. Police are warning residents that if there's any doubt of the legitimacy of someone identifying themselves as part of the Enfield Police Department or any government organization, you can call the agency directly to verify their identity. This happens uh, quite a bit because you'll get calls from somebody and it'll be like, let's just say, for example, I didn't know you. Right. But the caller ID up on the phone says it's coming from Mike Baxendale and it's your number. But it's not you. It's somebody else. It's a computer disguising that number as your number. Mm -hmm. And if I called that number back, you'd be like, I didn't call you. See, that's, that's, uh, but you know, that's how many times would somebody think to call 
the actual source to to verify. Yeah, probably. Yeah, whatever. Probably no, not a lot of people. I wouldn't do it. But uh, well, I mean, if the cops are asking you for money, that's when you hang up the phone. Don't don't the cops aren't going to ask you for money. You know, I, I, well, I got, unless you're in like Baltimore or something. You know, as part of my uh, my cable bundle, I got the uh, the digital voice phone. Oh, sorry. The hell is that? Uh, you know what? I never turned the uh, volume down after I watched the money, money commercial by Jimmy Walker. So I, I have a phone, right? And, and it is I only use it for professional reasons. Like if I'm interviewing somebody for yeah. like the podcast, the only time that the phone is ever used is, is just for the podcast. Right. But sometimes I'll like leave the ringer on. You know, if someone is calling, like like if a if if someone I'm call if I'm interviewing is calling me rather than me calling them, and the phone will ring. And if it rings any time of the day, I know it's a bogus, phony call because right. nobody has that number. Nobody has that number. Yeah. I can't even remember what that number is half the time. Well, we use it so infrequently. Somebody has the number. Is this part of your cable company? Yeah. That you use it? Okay. So I have the same issue with my cable company and the the number. I, I have a home number just in case, like, you know, there's an emergency and you need like a like a landline to sure. call outside. And I mean, obviously, if your Internet's down, you're screwed anyway. But the idea is that you have some sort of communication to identify if you need a 911 call or something like that. I don't know who had the number before I did, but it was somebody from Chester. Really, and they keep calling. It's like I get all the Chester town updates on it. That the the voicemail is completely full on the phone. Right. Yeah. I've never. I don't check the messages because I know that nobody I know has yeah. that number. No they, one I know, yeah. other than my kids, and my kids don't leave messages on their own answering machine. Yeah. Any any time that phone rings, I know it's a it's a it's a phony call. It's crazy. It, it is crazy. And and if you're watching cable. It'll it'll sometimes show you that a call is coming in uh, displayed in the middle of the screen. Mm-hmm. So you know if if I if it's a phone number and it's got nothing but ten zeros on it, I'm pretty sure it's a scam. It probably is. Probably, yeah, I'm no genius, but I'm pretty sure that's that's uh, that's not legit. Well, if the uh, what is the uh, the old adage? If it sounds too good to be true, it, it probably, probably is. is. Uh, state police have found the body of 79 year old Robert Sherman of Chesterfield, according to Mass State Police spokesperson. The man's body was found around the Florida Brook area in Huntington. Sir Sherman was last seen in Westfield on Monday, February 7th. His vehicle that he rented was found in Huntington near 230 Norwich Lake uh, on February 9th. Sadly, uh, Robert Sherman was located deceased. Our sympathy and prayers go out to Mr. Sherman's family and friends, state police said in a Facebook post. Uh, two women are being charged with shoplifting from a big Y in Wilbraham. Well, the big Y in Wilbraham. Right. There's only one. There's only one. According to the Wilbraham Police Department, officers were called around 3 p.m. on January 21st, and we're just finding out about this now because why not do news that's a month old? <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty sure anything they stole from that Big Y, they've already yeah. eaten. Uh, for They were uh, called for three women who left Big Y without paying for food. One of the women remained at the location, while the other two left in a stolen motor vehicle. Police say the uh, vehicle was later located in Springfield, and the driver and passenger were, were identified. A juvenile was ch- charged with shoplifting, and the other woman was charged with shoplifting, receiving a stolen motor vehicle and use without authority. Wow. So, all right, a month goes by, and that's it? That's the information that you have? Well, I mean, again— What were the items stolen? Well, they, again, they've probably eaten all the evidence. 
Yeah, but I mean, there's got to be something where they uh, must have had something in their hands. Or is it? Uh, I don't know. They could have had it in the cart and just you know, pushed it right out, right out the door. What are you, like grabbing the uh, chicken tenders and then walking around the store eating them and then not paying for them? Is that? Well, that's different. See, that's the kind of thing I want to know, though. The details are very important. And if this happened on January 21st, it's almost a month later. It's February 17th. Mm-hmm. We don't have any details on what they were eating. I want to know. Yeah. I mean, there's some things at a, at a big Y that are totally worth eating, you know, you know buying legitimately. Listen, Superbird, dude. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Fan- fantastic. You know? Some of the things in that uh, in that bakery department. Yeah, a couple of sheet cakes or some uh, some delicious pies. Or when they get those deliveries from La Fornentina. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my oh, God. Ain't delicious. that the truth, huh? Yeah. It's no surprise, though. That's what happens at my big one. Well, I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd also like to know what kind of car they stole. Because you're in Wilbraham. Yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're out yeah. there with like in a BMW or Mercedes, yeah, nobody's going to notice. No one's going to yeah. notice. But if you uh, you know if you uh, drive up to the uh, parking lot and you're in a 1978 Renault Le Car, pretty if good you, chance you're going to be targeted. Listen, if you drive up in a Geo Prism from 2002 it, with the uh, with the the NASCAR style uh, hub capless vehicle, you know, yeah, that, that's when you're going to stick out like a sore thumb and wolf. Absolutely, but if you're if you're out there in an Audi, <coughs> you'll yeah. never know. Uh, local police departments are cautioning Western Mass residents about an increase in catalytic converter thefts. Thieves have been targeting catalytic converters because they contain expensive metals and can be removed from your car within minutes. There's also a critical component of your car's exhaust system and can cost thousands of dollars to replace. Ryan Walsh said, uh, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy that's dating this girl that saw somebody get their catalytic converter stolen last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Yeah, that's pretty serious. Yeah. So uh, He also said that the value of metals have increased, and that's why there's also been an increase in thefts. Uh, these are just often times of, uh, these are oftentimes just crimes of opportunity. Somebody, I had my uh, my car in a parking lot the other night, right? Right. And somebody was messing with my mirrors. With your mirrors? Yeah, I get back in the truck and I'm like looking at the mirror, like trying to back up and I'm looking at the, I don't use the camera, the backup camera. I only use the backup camera to see if there's something immediately behind me. But sure. I typically use my mirrors if I'm backing in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed, I'm like, what the hell happened? And I realized that somebody had like pushed the mirror out of place. So I had to, like, readjust the whole thing. Oh, my God. And it's one of those vehicles. Who does this? Some scumbag. I don't know. But it's one of those vehicles where you get in and you can push the memory button and everything goes back to the place that it was. Right. So when I pushed my memory button, uh, the mirrors were off kilter. It was trying to get, like, somebody had pushed it. Out of, like, off the track off, or something. Knocked it off the track. Man. Sons of bitches. Mirror vandals. What's going on in this world? What what kind of society have we become where we can screw with somebody's mirrors? I I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody have like any idea how dangerous that could be? Is there no conscious or conscience? I mean, uh, conscience or conscious? I'm barely conscious. It? Yeah, I'm thinking of conscience. What's the right way to use that word? Conscious or conscience? Con- conscience. It's conscience. No. No, what? it's uh, yes. Conscience is the the word I'm looking for. Is con- is that spelled conscience? Yes, that's the one. That's how I knew how to remember how to spell it. Right, conscience, like principle and principle. If you're talking about a principle, 
It's a PAL, like the principal of a school is your pal. But the PLE, no pals there. Uh, A standout Wednesday evening for the Westfield Patrol Officers Coalition citing contract disputes within the city. According to the coalition, a contract was negotiated with with the city of Westfield in the fall of 2021. It appears the council is planning to vote against the agreed-upon contract. We're hopeful the city council will do the right thing and pass the contract. If if not, we'll have to wait and talk to our attorney to see what next steps will be definitely uh, won't just take this. Uh, President of the Westfield Officers uh, Coalition Coalition and Patrolman. Listen, man, can we take a break? Because I kind of got to, you know. What? Go upstairs. Are you going to go to the bathroom? Yes. Can we take a break and come back and finish Well, before you do, let me uh, just uh, impart some uh, thoughts I've had lately. Um, Listen. I want to let some things off my chest. Help me, help me out here, will you? Sure, Please. Steve. Right. We can take a break. It's, right, it's cool. six thirty-nine. A rock one hundred two. This week it's a Thunderbird Thursday. Tune in around seven. Classic rock. It's six forty-five, and Steelers wheel on rock one hundred two. Uh, going to be warm and a high of fifty-six today. Tomorrow rainy with a high of fifty-four. It's uh, reverse that forty-five right now in downtown Springfield. You feeling better? I feel much better. Really? I'm sorry well, about that. You know what happens? I uh, not. I don't want to get into the inner workings of the. Uh, uh, bowel system of oh, I do. me. I do. Uh, but you know, you get like that window of opportunity mm-hmm. in the morning. Oh, yeah. And I had all this time. I had this time back in the beginning of the hour. Yeah. Well, when you're doing the view from the couch and Dave's doing sports. Yep, yep, yep. I have this like window of opportunity where I can uh, I can do things. And I said, you know what? I, uh, that'll, that'll come back around some other time. I didn't realize it was going to be uh, 35 minutes later. Yeah. Well, you see, that's, uh, that's kind yeah. of the problem. Yeah. Uh, you have, and as you yeah. age, you will find that that window, yeah. uh, that uh, that time frame gets smaller and smaller, and then uh, so. Uh, and that's, Leon's getting. Larger. Yeah, well, that's the other problem. Yeah. People are calling me Leon, but uh, but it's true. You 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 can't you can't just assume that you've got time later on. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a here and now type of thing. Even if you don't feel like you had to go. Go, don't don't second guess yourself. Just go up there and get it done. I call that the news deuce. Yeah, yeah right. right there, right. Uh-huh. I go, but then yeah, you also, I'm sure you felt this too. Where you 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 gotta go. Yeah. Then suddenly you don't. Yeah, I, we don't need to keep talking about this. I just uh, I know I just find it I fascinating. Just, I, I, get... I just you know people are eating breakfast and uh, you know I've talked about disgusting things on this uh, program before when people are eating breakfast, but this is the. This is more personal. No, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying it's like, you know, it's like a David Copperfield trick. It's like, where did yeah. it, it just totally disappears out of thin air? It's like, what happened? Uh, I don't make comments on bowel issues. Police are on the lookout for a suspected, uh, uh, for a suspect. <laughs> well, I don't even know what I'm doing. I was trying to make that smooth. <laughs> no, I it, yeah, no, you Police did. Are very on the very look- smooth movement, Steve. Police are on the lookout for a person suspected in two armed robberies in West Springfield. Yes. Oh, oh. It's kind of ironic that we're going into a story that doesn't have any details to it. <laughs> On January 26th at 9.45 a.m., the suspect... This is, this is ridiculous. There's so much detail in this story that it's like they contradict themselves all the time. Yeah. You ready? Okay. January 26th, 9.45 a.m., the suspect robbed the Shell gas station at 173 Elm Street and then robbed the Sunoco at 735 Westfield Street on January 29th at 740 a.m., 
The suspect verbally threatened the clerks with a firearm in both robberies. Police described the suspect as a white or light-skinned Hispanic male, bald with no facial hair, 5 feet 4 inches to 5 feet 6 inches in height, weighing 130 to 150 pounds. The <laughs> suspect... What? I was gonna, meanwhile, Me. uh, if, if there's a... Theft at a big box store at yeah. the end of Daggett Drive in West Springfield. Yeah. We can't tell right. you anything. The suspect has an in- intricate circular tattoo on the back of his right hand and a second tattoo, possibly of a crown between the right index <laughs> finger and thumb. This is like, it's like a 180 from what you were the other day. They're like, oh, we're looking for this guy. He's in a blue coat. Please, please let us know if you've seen him. Good God. The suspect vehicle is believed to be a black four-door Buick, possibly with Connecticut registration plates. And if you have any information, more information, you're asked to call Detective Katie. Okay. All right. Good for you, West Springfield. Kind of ramping it up with all your extra details. Unbelievable. A uh, UPS driver received an unexpected but deeply touching birthday surprise early on Wednesday. Students in Corey Merrill's third grade class at JFK Elementary School in Somerville surprised their favorite driver with a 30th birthday celebration. UPS driver Tyle Kingsbury was greeted with gifts, posters, and smiles Wednesday morning upon arriving to the school, according to a UPS release. The release went on to say that Kingsbury was not looking forward to leaving his 20s, but the celebration from the excited kids made it a little bit easier to turn 30. I pulled into the parking lot, and all the kids were here lined up. They made signs that said, Happy 30th birthday, Tyler. They designed hats. They made incredible stop-action videos. They gave me cupcakes, gifts, snacks, and all kinds of other things. It was a moment I'll never forget. That's very nice. That is very nice. Kingsbury has uh, formed quite a bond with the children over time. When he arrives in his UPS truck, The kids start yelling with glee from the window. They ask him questions like, what's your favorite color and when's your birthday? Kingsbury credits his uh, job making it possible to have a strong relationship with the community and the ones in the community that make it so great. You know, you see these people every single day. Oh, yeah. But you don't know who they are. But then sometimes you get a guy who uh, you become friendly with is your UPS driver. Yeah. Yeah, And for years and years and years, your buddies. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, the guys won't leave. Um, I knew a UPS driver that uh, you know had such a great sense of humor. He would cover my entire car with UPS delivery slips. Oh, on purpose? Yeah, because that was hilarious. Man, that's funny. It was funny. Funny times. What a waste. That's a waste of paper. <laughs> yeah, but still funny stuff. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I, I'll run into – I've run into people that deliver here. Yes, and the guy will be like, hey, man, I deliver to your office all the time. You know, and then we strike up a little conversation or something like that. We're not, like, hanging out, though. I'm not, like, hanging out with these drivers. Yeah, no. I know. You know, I got to say, I'm, I'm not that good at this kind yeah. of thing when somebody comes up to you and yeah. says, hey, I'm the guy that did uh, such and such a job at your house. Remember me? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Oh, y- Yes. And I have no recollection of them being in my house at all. I remember uh, meeting a guy not uh, a couple of years ago, few, three or four years ago. Yeah. He's like, ah, I used to do the leaves at your parents' house. And I'm like, why do you look way different than what you, <laughs> what I remember you looking like? You know? Right. But, you know, that, that's the kind of thing. Like, people remember that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm real bad at that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a little bad at it, too. Uh, yeah, so they, they got this guy, all this uh, UPS. The release ended with a reminder that UPS drivers deliver joy across the globe. Yeah, except when you're waiting for that package that's supposed to be here on Wednesday, but it was lost in the facility somewhere, and right. it's not going to show up for another month. Or the box comes to you damaged. Yeah. the uh, 
I'll tell you a little secret about UPS, right? All right. When they say, uh, like, uh, it'll be, you, you want, they make it sound like you're getting it airmailed. Okay. Like it says, I don't know what the t- what the term for it is for that they use, but it's like, not it, that's not a, a a postal service term is be like express mail or something like that. It's some it's whatever the term that the UPS use. Sure. Well, guess what they do with it. What? They put it on a train instead. So they'll call it like two-day airmail. Yeah. But it's really it's because it's only it's traveling by a, on a train. A train? What is this, the 1870s? No, it's just that they it's so expensive to ship stuff by air. They're not going to put it on an airplane. Well, it's not like you're paying full, you know, full price to like a like like you're like you're you're putting a package in coach. Yeah. It's in cargo. How um, much could it cost to send something you know, on a cargo plane? Uh, a car- and, and have you tried, uh, you know, booking space on a on a train as a passenger? It's every bit as expensive as anything else. Yeah, it can be depending on which you're riding. Amtrak is very expensive for some reason. I don't know why that's so expensive to ride Amtrak. Yeah, it's it's you're talking it's like two hundred dollars a ticket to go on a on a trip down to like New York City. Stupid. That's why that's uh, why we need the East West Rail commuter line. Well, here in Springfield. Let's go, uh, Mr. Lesser, Mr. <sighs> New Lieutenant Governor, perhaps. Well, he ain't got it yet. Well, that could be the first thing he should do. And he I comes look- out with his little train set, like the model. Hey, look, guys, we did this. And look, here's Springfield. And here's Is he going to put on, like, a conductor's hat? Yeah, and then go toot, toot, you know. <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to get stabbed in Worcester? <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Uh, no matter where you work, there are probably people who repeatedly use the same words and phrases. What do I use? Um, I, I probably say things all the time that I use and I say all the time. I'm trying to think whether you have a, a, a crutch like that. I don't mm. know if you do. I know I do. I got a, I got a couple of crutches. What, what do you think yours are? Uh, the word you know. Yeah, you know. I have a tendency to just say that just like as a nervous tick. Yeah, I do that too. I do what I do. I don't I can't remember the word I say. I uh, Oh, if I say you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, right. I say that all the yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? I do, you know. Uh, a new poll by Slack found that 63% of people said it was off-putting when coworkers used office jargon, but 89% admit that they use those same words themselves to fit in and sound more professional. The uh, people in the poll said the most overused workplace phrases are ASAP, keep me in the loop, just checking in, team player. Okay, I've never heard the word team player around here. Here? No, yeah, no, 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 no. Give 110%. Which is ridiculous. You can only give 100% of yourself. You can't give 110% no. of yourself. No, you can't. Sorry for the delay. I use that a lot. That's, that that just says, I didn't want to talk to you to begin with. <laughs> right? Or I'm just too and lazy now, to and fulfill now, my obligations. Yeah, and now I'm being forced by somebody to re- respond to you. Uh, new normal. Yep. I hate that one. No worries. Yep. Yeah. Touch base. Yes. I always I say no worries a lot. Because that's just kind of a thing. Like, don't worry about it. Like, like I'm not worried about that you can't do something the two that, that I asked you to. The two that I hear around the office uh, around here quite a lot is, it is what it is. Yeah. And At the uh, end of the day. It's, and uh, because I said so. I hear that one a lot, too. Oh, really? No, I used yeah. the, the, the guy that we used to have here as the boss. 
He used to say at the end of the day all the time. You know, oh, at yeah. the end of the day, Steve, it is what it is. That's it. Yeah. It was, right. Yeah. It was almost like he was stacking catchphrases. Well, I think it was just his nice way of saying, get the hell out of my office. Yeah. You ain't getting anything out of me. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm done speaking with you. But he was too nice of a guy. Yes, he was. You know, uh, as for the uh, style of uh, work communications, thirty-eight percent of people say they use emojis. Not a lot of people use emojis around here. No, not many. Thirty-six percent use a verb uh, abbreviations. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, like LOLs or WT? I think that's what they're talking about. Yes. Thirty-three percent use slang. Thirty-one percent admit they use gifs, and twenty-four percent use all caps to show excitement. The only time I've gotten an email with all caps is because somebody's yelling at me. Uh, I rarely will write in all caps. I may give like one word in caps just to emphasize it. Yeah. But I think that the, the, the crutch that we use here the most is probably uh, brutal profanity. Uh, yeah. I use that a lot. I do swear a lot. Oh, I, it, you know, it's like when these mics go off. We, we're just like two ditch diggers. We're just the uh, oh, yelling like, epithets back and forth to each other all and, the time. Yeah, all the time. I mean, you, you've heard about the seven dirty words you're not supposed to say on the TV uh, and or radio. Well, we turned them into uh, twenty one dirty words. Oh yeah, yeah. and we <laughs> let the expletives fly. It's three. I'm telling you, yeah. Uh, was it two days ago when I was here? Uh, you and I had a conversation off the air about something that. We could never talk about. Yes. And yet, that was the funniest part of the show. The best part. Was the off-air stuff that we could never tell you what not you're a, saying. Not in a million years, Steve. Uh, okay. Well, that's the end of the news, I guess, because that was the split-up news, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Cloudy with a high of 56. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 55. It's 46 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. GG Inks. Do you buy Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store? Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a man, I'll be the first to admit that I, too, am a disgusting pig who, left to his own devices, is prone to think inappropriate thoughts. Part of our biological makeup. I do, however, have something known as impulse control which allows me to keep my deviant thoughts in check so I might act in a more professional manner at all times. Unfortunately, there are some men who have not developed this sort of filter, and as such, they lack the ability and good sense to shut the hell up, keep their hands to themselves, and avoid staring at things that they should not be looking at. Oh, sure. I suppose if your name rhymes with Cuomo or Matt Lauer or you're the younger brother to the heir to the British throne, you might think that you're immune and fully entitled to act like a drooling pervert. But you would be wrong. Wrong just like Richard Dalrymple, the longtime senior vice president of public relations and communications for the Dallas Cowboys. You see, yesterday the Cowboys allegedly paid a confidential sum of $2.4 million to four former Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders who claim that in 2015, Dalrymple took locker room video on his cell phone of them in various stages of undress. Apparently, this is what happens when the kids from Porky's become adults with 5G Wi-Fi connections. He's also accused of taking upskirt videos of female executives, and yet in spite of the complaints against him, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys appeared to do nothing to make this guy stop. Today, they're now writing a big, fat, confidential check to the tune of $2.4 million. Now look, I've sat through enough sexual harassment seminars to know that my sexually inappropriate thoughts and comments need to stay inside of my head. 
and be replaced with thoughts of restraint, respect, and rejection of any contribution that I might have towards creating a hostile work environment for any employee, especially for the good-looking ones. Having been a man for most of my adult life, I must tell you that we must all strive to do better than this and to root out those who lack the self-control to keep it in their pants in and out of the office because nobody should have to work in that sort of disrespectful environment. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Tools every homeowner should have. What are they? You need to talk to Kenneth. Kenneth runs the tool department at the Palmer Rockies. He will help you build a basic toolkit hand tools, power tools, whatever you need. Good people, tool people, and rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and Def Leppard on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 56. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 55. Looking at 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Speaking of uh, tomorrow, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports will be joining us. I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about cars. Is that what he talks about? I'm going on a limb here and saying that he's going to talk about cars. Yeah, maybe we can talk about uh, Mrs. Quincy's uh, delicious baked goods that we haven't experienced in the last, uh, oh, I don't know, four years. Four years, I know. Yeah. I know. That's a, that's a, that's a real shame. Uh, so, I'm, uh, you know, I get up every morning and I start uh, reading what's on the newswire, uh, try to get a little prepared for the show. Sure. And, uh, you know, I've been hearing about, uh, and we talked about it a little bit, about the fat shaming thing with 50 Cent. You know, people were fat shaming Fitty. Yeah, and, and you then, know, we are, just to, to point out though um, that you and I are rather sensitive to that because, well, and I don't know if people are aware of this, we both uh, you, suffer from a male pattern obesity. We do, and uh, you know, I uh, it does bother me a little bit because it kind of reminds you of when, like, I was a kid and I was a fat kid and I got made fun of a lot. That's just the way my life went. Right, I really, you know can't really do much about that when you think about all the things that made me this way oh i know you yeah know, and, and, uh, and kids are cruel steve they, they are cruel how many, and, how many times but, are you like at the bus stop and said and someone said hey look yeah. at a fat kid well, look at, look, hey fat so you know and then my you know if i put a video up of myself on the page you'll always get to somebody uh, at least a few who's a Oh, that happened to me not too long ago. Yeah, I posted yeah. a picture of my wife and I, and someone said, I thought that guy lost weight. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. guess what? I gained some of it back. Like everybody else did during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, listen, I I can take it. I, I, I look at it, and I go, you're just, the, you're just insecure about your own mm-hmm. problems that you have. You well, know? while your skin is stretched yeah. to capacity, you still have a very thick hide. Uh, so, you know, I, I defended Fitty the other day going, you know, we had the thing, the quote from Pat Kelly, the afternoon guy here, yep. Rock 102, who said, uh, hey, Fitty's worth $38 million and you're worth, you know, uh, all this stuff. So it kind of drove the point across. Sure. And people are very much defending Fitty, especially women who uh, love Fitty, you know. You know, one of my friends uh, last night on social media said, Fitty can do no wrong. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Well, ask the guy that shot him five times. Well, I hope you know that this will go down on your permanent record. Uh, hey, this is the story from the New York Post that I read this morning. Haters think they can put 50 Cent to shame? Fat chance. The rapper has been mercilessly blasted with fiery fat jokes and body shaming bombs since Sunday 
When he rocked the Super Bowl halftime show with an upside-down performance of Indy Club, the iconic hanging stunt he debuted in 2003 uh, for a video smash hit. Despite the 46-year-old's ability to effortlessly execute the physical feat for fans almost two decades later, cyber critics and wannabe comedians were focused on Fiddy's apparent weight gain. Fiddy Cent got fat, now he a dollar, tweeted uh, Heckler. Fiddy Cent out here looking like a fat bat. Penned uh, another juror alongside with a screenshot of Wangsta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhymer suspended in the air. Um, timeline trolls even teased the veteran rapper by backhanding him with his his renowned I love you like a fat kid loves cake lyric from his love ballad, 21 Questions. But Fiddy is eating it all up. This is how they write the stories in the New York Post. So insensitive. Rather than retaliating against his rude Weight Watchers, the candy shop crooner took advantage of the social media attention by promoting his new line of G-Unit streetwear. Get your G-Unit tank tops and headbands now, Fiddy blasted on Twitter amid the digital fat shame reign. The Queens native also sidestepped the shade by uh, sharing a meme that begged him and his halftime co-stars Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and Snoop Dogg, and Kendrick Lamar to headline a collaborative uh, tour. So he's cashing in on this thing, uh, you know. Uh, you sure. make me, uh, you make fat jokes about me, uh, and while Fiddy was making the most of his messy moment, his online supporters defended him against the chubby wisecracks. What a psychological delusion leads to some to believe that Fiddy scent is fat. I don't even give an f about Fiddy, but this is ridiculous. You know, if he, uh, uh, yeah, as a guy who has suffered from, uh, yeah, you know, a little bit of a weight problem for most of my life. Uh huh. He ain't that fat. And you know what? If, if he were that fat, he couldn't have hung upside down at the beginning of his performance. Otherwise, one, the ceiling would have collapsed. And two, I think his legs would have given out. All right. But let's just say you made fun of me for something. Yes. Uh, well, you made fun of me for being fat, right? No, I, well, I was using that as an example. No, but I'm just saying, if you make fun of me for being fat, right? that would be a, a hypocritical thing for you to do. Since we both have the same problem, right? You know, um, and I would never do. I would never point out how much weight you've gained yeah. in the last six months. But I just want to read you a couple of lyrics from a lovely old poem. You ready? Okay. I'll read it in a nice English voice. You ready? Yes. Don't be stuck on the things that fat bitches say. <laughs> now you know it's a nasty world. You know it's a nasty world. I ain't effing with you anyway. Cause I know you're a nasty girl. No, you're a nasty girl. I ain't never gonna discriminate. So let me compliment your eyes. Yeah, it ain't nothing but a little baby, fat fat. Them Twinkies got your ass getting fat fat. Them cookies got your ass getting fat fat. That paint got your ass getting fat fat. Bitch, you grown? That ain't baby fat fat. <laughs> I in the gym, I see your ass up on the stair, master, but you got it down on level two. Bitch, go a little faster. Little girl, I ain't gonna lie, I'll tell you how I feel. They should cut your, they should handcuff your big ass to the treadmill. You wanna work out now? Cause you know it's getting hot and your big ass, uh, oh, I can't even say that. Yeah, right. Uh, find the right chick, wear some tight stuff, and it's on, see your ass wearing some tight stuff. She wrong. Now, this was not uh, Walt Whitman who wrote this, right? No, this was, uh, a matter of fact, Fitty Scent from a song called Fat Bitch. Huh. 
<laughs> it's like life imitating How? art. And this came out in uh, in 2011, so uh, 11 mm. years ago, on January 1st, yes. uh, he released this song. Uh, we over here with some fat chicks. Nah, I don't be effing with them fat bitches. Steve, uh, you know, how could he at such a young age? And yeah. you said, what uh, year was this? 2011? 2011. He 2011. was uh, 36 years old. 30, yeah. How could he at such a young yeah. age in life, in his station of life, uh, know that uh, at some point he... Himself would be fat shamed. I mean, yeah. he can't, dude can't uh, see the future. Uh, yeah, he can't see the future. But uh, sometimes karma comes to bite you in that ass the fat, that you were the, talking the, the about. The fat one, right? Yeah. So what goes around comes around. You kind of reap what you sow. Now, I'm not a big fan of people making fun of people for their image. You right. Know? You can. There's plenty of other things you can make fun of Fifty Cent about. You know, the the fat thing is really kind of just kind of a cheap joke. It's sure. a cheap way to get out of things. But I also kind of like the fact that somebody's getting a little taste of their own medicine after dedicating an entire song yeah. about how he doesn't like uh, some fat chicks. Like, I, it just kind of contradicts itself, and uh, he's he's a hypocrite. Well, it's karma. You know, and like yeah. you say, uh, Steve, uh, karma has a tendency to, to, uh, to whip around, and well, uh, and show its ugly face yeah, just but, to prove that you might have been a little bit uh, presumptuous but now in your he, words. But he's capitalizing off the fact that he's been made fun of. Yeah. When he himself was the one that kind of you know had all these insults way back when. Well, I mean that, and that shouldn't uh, that shouldn't justify. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. He he was probably wrong in writing a song like this. Yeah. One that is uh, uh, like the anti-Lizzo. You know, Lizzo is body positive, whereas 50 Cent at the time was uh, being negative towards uh, women mm-hmm. who, uh, frankly, are of, uh, of a larger girth. Now that he's uh, tasting uh, some of the old medicine, it doesn't make it any, any less wrong. To no, be critical. That, that's of what him. I mean. Yes. But I'm also a big fan of, all right, well, you know what? You did this on your own years ago. Yep. And now you are the target of the very thing that you were making fun of people about. Why are you all of a sudden a victim of something? Because it's directed towards him. Well, that, but that's what I mean. That, that would make you a hypocrite. That's a true definition of what that is. True. But, oh, are you making fun of how big I am? Come on. But even the best hypocrite will say, well, it's a different time and place. And they'll deny the fact that they're being hypocritical. Now he's just a victim. He's moved on from being critical. And now he's just, uh, you know, he's he's feeling bad. Well, we've, I, we've, we have shamed him. But, like, you know, with all the online defense, I haven't heard anything about this being brought up. Because you know what? I bet you most people don't know the full catalog of 50 Cent. I didn't. They I, only know, like, the in the club and the, uh, what's the other one? Hot in here, right? Yeah. Is that, or no, it's Nelly. Uh, and I don't know. He wrote, whatever. Yeah, he, I bet you in the club, it's a, in the club sandwich, though, right? Oh, I see what you're doing. You see what I just did yeah, there? I see what I, you're I, doing. See, don't do that, Bash. I know. You're I not, you're, you're well, I'm be, a hypocrite. You're you, the first to admit. You are a hypocrite. I'm just saying. You know, uh, uh, I'm sure you've experienced this as, uh, yeah, well, like I said, we're both 
you know, we're both heavy set guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we're big boned. And, you know, maybe it's a glandular issue. We could argue forever about mm-hmm. that. But uh, I'm sure it has always uh, shocked you like it has shocked me how somebody will go out of their way to point out weight gain as if it is their responsibility to let us know. Yeah. Because we couldn't possibly have known yeah. on our own. We couldn't have figured that out for ourselves. Like, like, <laughs> like I, I told you, I posted a picture and someone said, I thought Bax lost weight. And my f- reaction was, you mean I didn't? I didn't keep it off? When, <laughs> How when did, did that happen? happen? What have I done? This is an outrage. I'm so upset and embarrassed. And actually, I think my reaction was, and I didn't realize that you were a fat-shaming bastard. And well, uh, that, and that, uh, and I think his reaction was, well, I just thought I'd point it out. Thank you. Thank you very much for your for your assistance. Uh, but there you go. I mean, that's a little fodder for you to think about this morning. Is it really good to defend this man who himself was the one who was making fun of fat people long before he was fat shamed. You bring up a very interesting point, Steve. Well, thank you, Bax. You're very welcome. Hopefully this goes viral. It's uh, <laughs> almost 724 <laughs> with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. At 10 It's just about 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Who did? Oh, uh, Tara Brewster. They just mentioned her in that uh, that commercial. Yeah, we've known business. Tara for years. I know. Uh, congratulations to her yeah. for getting on that uh, business thing. Yeah, Herbie a... Herbie Flores too. Nobody ever talks about that guy. Probably because you don't understand what the hell Herbie Flores <laughs> is saying. He's a very nice man. He's oh, of course, he's extremely nice man. And the only time, you know, he, all, all, he, he would be like, Max, and then that's all you understand. You know what I do understand from him? Yeah. When I when I see Herbie, is let me buy you a drink. Yeah. That I understand perfectly clear. Yeah, I saw him years ago. I won. I won at a at a at a benefit. Yeah. It was. I don't remember what the benefit was for, but I won this prize. It was a dinner for two at the Colony Club. Oh yeah. Ooh, Hoity got to see how, how all the fancy Hoity. Springfieldites used to spend their time. I mean, that place is done closed now. Yeah, but, uh, man. Oh yeah, no, no, and, and you would never know where it is. It's like a total. It was a total secret society. Yeah, it was like a weird like room. It was a weird weird floor. It was a whole floor, wasn't it? I believe, um, or at least half a floor. half a floor probably. And uh, it was like this little thing where if you like you had to be invited to be there, or you had to be a member of the club. Yeah. Um, and it was like this fancy, like you wouldn't even know it was in Springfield. Well, I remember we got an invitation uh, a few years ago. I can't remember what the hell it was. Oh, yeah, they had Herbie was bringing the uh, the I believe the the, the Puerto Rican Symphony mm-hmm. into Springfield, right? And he wanted us to be a part of the of the show. And in fact, we introduced him uh, or introduced the maestro, and yeah. it was a great night. And but there was a pre party. I believe it was a pre party at the Colony Club. And I remember going the Colony Club. I've never even heard of this. Where is it? And they said, oh, it's right over here. Like, it is? How did I not know? Because apparently we were not uh, high on the list of hoity-toity people to go. We were not sophisticated enough. Really? Yeah. I mean, I said, said, what does it cost to join this? And they're like, don't even bother. Yeah, it was like, wasn't it like five grand a year? Yeah, I don't know. I got like a five thousand things i could do with five thousand dollars that didn't include joining the colony club and all you got was the privilege of eating dinner in this place that you still had to pay for anyway it wasn't like yeah but that's like that's like any country club well that's what i mean i mean like what what it's a it it was you're you're paying i'm paying you the privilege to eat here 
Well, if you join a if you join a country club, you're not only just you know you not only have the membership, so you can yeah. you golf there or you know use the pool or any other facility, but you're also on the hook for a certain amount of meals bought there too. Yeah. So if it's a five thousand dollar annual membership, you may be ob- you may be obligated to spend one hundred and fifty dollars a month in meals at the place per month. Yeah. That's the way these things work. Uh, you know, I walked into that colony club and I'm like, uh, I think it was like an Elks or a Moose. No. I'm like, hey, where's uh, where's the dice? <laughs> we don't hey, know dartboard in this place. Give, give me some of the uh, pickled egg and a ham hock over there. Uh, and uh, yeah. Can we smoke in here? Hey, can I sign the book for hey. the day? <laughs> hey, have you, you got any s- squares? <laughs> Is is there a March Madness bracket we're all playing here? Hey, it's uh, it's the big Super Bowl one. This is a hundred bucks a spot. <laughs> it's seven twenty nine. News is next to Rock one hundred two. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 3.20 for What's the Word on that T-Bird? Each week, I'll pick a different player from the Springfield Thunderbirds and tell you all about them. And then I'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to a future Springfield Thunderbirds game. What's the Word on that T-Bird? Monday afternoons at 3.20. Presented by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Remember, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Pioneer Valley Arms in East Slung Meadow is your... Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. State police have found the body of 79-year-old Robert Sherman of Chesterfield. According to the Mass State Police, the man's body was found around the Florida Brook area in Huntington. Sherman was last seen in Westfield on Monday, February 7th. His vehicle that he rented was found in Huntington near 230 Norwich Lake on February 9th. Sadly, uh, Robert Sherman was located deceased. Our sympathy and prayers go out to uh, Mr. Sherman's family and friends. I, uh, you know, I obviously live out in this area. And, uh, you know, it's always, it's, when you hear things like this, you kind of are just like, it's cold, it's winter, Mm -hmm. you have an elderly person uh, involved in here, and you it, it, it's unfortunate that it, it it turned out the way it did. But, yeah, it's terrible. But, uh, you know, it still doesn't – you still should share those things, you know, those missing posters, because you never know. You know, my mother my mother uh, was losing it, like, it, I, when she was still living with my sister. And we had to start putting alarms on my sister's doors because my mother was getting up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning and, like, walking, wandering outside. You know, Ugh. so uh, you, you just it's good to, to, you know, I don't know the assumption that things might not go well, but it's still important to share those things because you never know when you're going to run into a person that may be confused. They might just look like anybody else walking down the street, you know, yeah. and it, it, I mean, it's also good when when people actually decide to get involved and they see somebody and they don't just assume that it's OK. You know, if, if you know something, if you see yeah. something, you got to you got to act. Uh, four Registry of Motor Vehicles employees have been fired after an investigation suggested that 2,100 drivers in Massachusetts were granted licenses without taking a road test. Is that wrong? I think that's wrong. Uh, investigation started back in 2020 when an RMV supervisor noticed suspicious activity on accounts of customers who received driving, li- driving licenses from staff at the Brockton Customer Service Center and referred that matter to law enforcement. The issue dated back to April of 2018. As a result of investigations, the RMV fired two road test examiners and two service center employees. 
The RMB has determined four employees involved in this matter will continue to work and will continue to work with law, law enforcement on the ongoing investigation. That's according to Jacqueline Goddard of the uh, Mass Department of Transportation. Letters have been sent to drivers who do not complete a road test, and they will be required to schedule, take, and pass a test within 10 days free of charge in order to be eligible for a driver's license. 10 days? Can you imagine that? Wow. You you didn't take the driver's test, and, uh, well, I, you know, it must have been some sort of operation going on here. Well, I don't okay. know. I mean, it, it's it's... I mean, is it your yeah. is it your fault because you are not required to take the road test? I yeah. would think that's the registry's fault. The RMV is making more appointments available to address these customers who can select times outside the regular road test schedule. If they fail the test, they will be reissued a learner's permit and will be offered a mass ID card free of charge. Uh, registry officials have had conversations with several organizations in the state which advocate for and assist members of the communities who may have been impacted by this. Uh, yada, 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 get a new license. Since April of 2021, the RMV said it has taken steps to avoid similar issues in the future. <laughs> okay, uh, like, <laughs> wh what was this? Was this, like, a an operate? Was somebody getting paid? Like, hey, if you give me X amount of dollars, I can get you a license without you even having to take a test? Do these do these people all have to go to the Brockton Registry? I or don't could know. could they go to any? Because, I mean, out there, you got Taunton, you got North Attleboro, you got... You know, a bunch of other yeah. towns you can well, go to. Well, yeah, but I think the point being that it happened out of the Brockton service area, these four employees. Right. So if you're trying to get all these people to come in in the next 10 days yeah, to, take their, to take their road test, you're, you're going to have a glut of people. Yeah, and you're probably right. There's probably, they're telling them to go, hey, look, look you can go out to Worcester or you can go, you know, wherever else they right. hold these driving tests at any one of these branches. So I'm sure they're not going to go, yeah, already come to Brockton on Monday. We'll take care of you. <laughs> Jesus. There won't be a line at all. No, yeah. this this won't clog up our system all, at all. Uh, since April of 2021, the RMV said it has also taken steps to avoid similar issues in the future. This includes adding controls in the system for licensed transaction, like adjusting access to functions in the RMV system, revising business processes, and implementing enhanced monitoring and auditing of licensed transactions. I wonder if this is the result of the audit done because of that douche up in New Hampshire who uh, killed the motorcycle. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, that, because well, that, it, there was a discrepancy of he shouldn't even have been licensed in this state. Yeah. Well, I, 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 that may very well be true. Mm -hmm. I just know that historically speaking— the Registry of Motor Vehicles has not been the most efficient organization we have Shut here in Massachusetts. The I know. Door backs. You're I just, know. That's just kooky talk you're it, doing now. Well, you know, it's like <laughs> I remember taking uh, you know, my daughter Liza to get her license. Yeah. And uh, and literally said to her as we're in the parking lot, and you know we're in the the Springfield Plaza, and you know, that's a newer mm -hmm. uh, newer location. Right. Is before we even walked in the door, I said, listen, just so you're aware, there's never been a bigger, <laughs> what did I say? There's never been a bigger congregation of villainy and scum than when you, <laughs> than at the Registry of Motor Vehicles. And of course, we had problems the moment we stepped into the building. So it was like, you know, I, I uh, you know, yeah, a more wretched hive of villainy and scum. That That's what I said. And uh, and and absolutely had problems right away. Yeah, well, it, it did not disappoint. Um, it, I went. I had to go to the 
the last time I was actually in an RMV, I had to physically register a vehicle. Yeah. And everybody is saying, oh, you got to go to East Hampton. Go to East Hampton because it's a lot quicker. Well, the day I go to East Hampton is the day the computers are down. And, they're you know, we had to wait 45 minutes for the the hard drive to reboot. Right. You know? Uh, and so I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and all I could smell was weed. And it was just like, <laughs> uh, and it was, and, and East Hampton, it's in that old Eastworks building, or, yep. or at least it was a few years ago. I don't know if they moved it or not, but it was in the old Eastworks building. So all you had was like, you could just smell like old factory and weed while you're waiting for your yeah. RMV transaction. Not that it was actually coming from the registry. No, but it was somebody there who clearly had just smoked something, and it was like that burnt marijuana smell, like yeah, that, right. that, that gross burnt smell. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I know that yeah. smell. There's all kinds of great people you're going to meet at the uh, RMV. Big Y said it will offer free N95 masks at its supermarkets, Table and Vine, and Big Y Express gas and convenience locations in Connecticut, Massachusetts, starting Saturday. Yeah. yeah now that we've now they're come, everywhere. Yeah. Now that we've come to the end of this mask wearing thing. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're nine days <laughs> away from mask mandates being lifted, we got all kinds of N95s for everybody. And there will be employee staff tables set up between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. to safely distribute up to three masks to each customer while supplies last. The company said in a news release. Big Y said it was working with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to distribute more than 230,000 high-quality face coverings to shoppers. Well, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, Big Y's doing a good thing. They're letting people, you know, people have them. But I was telling you the other day about the doctor's office I went to. And again, you know, with all the short, you know, nobody could find a mask. Right. A year and a half ago. Like you had to, like they were shooting such short supply. Well, people were making their yeah, own. You had to make your own because yeah. there was nothing available. And now there's an abundance of them. So now it's like, hey, who wants free masks? Well, I told you I was the other day. Yeah. I was at uh, CVS grabbing yeah. a, 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 some a prescription. And they said, do you want some uh, free N95 masks? Well, well I'm not going to say no yeah. to that. Take three. They're small. <laughs> well, they are, actually. See, that's the other thing. It really looks like the kind of mask you'd wear if you're blowing cellulose into your uh, into your walls for insulation. Remember the lady working here who was uh, setting us up with hand sanitizer and masks? Yep. And then she leaves this box down here, and I go to put one on. And I'm like, this is a little snug. It's a child's mask. Couldn't so even get it around your ears. It looked like a posted stamp on my nose. <laughs> you know you want to lick it. You yeah, know right. you want to lick the back of this. No, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, Foxwoods Resort Casino, which is marking its 30th anniversary this month. Can you believe that? 30 years wow. ago that place opened. Uh, has announced extensive renovation and expansion plans. The casino will uh, break ground in June on a Great Wolf Lodge, the indoor water park, family entertainment center, and hotel, which will be located on 15 acres adjacent to the casino. Well, it's good they're expanding. They seem so small now. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> tiny there. Don't they have that? They have that. I want to always want to do that zip line that they have. Yeah. From like building to building. That'd be kind of cool. That would be really cool. Uh, I did that zip line in Vegas. That was like four stories high and you're flying over people. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Too. I don't know if I could do I don't know if I'd want to do that. Uh, yeah. So they're going to break ground on this soon. The announcement follows an agreement to reach between the tribe and the Chicago based Great Wolf Resorts, which operates 19 indoors water parks and family resorts in the U.S. and Canada. You know, uh, a lot of my friends uh, go to these things. My girlfriend went to these things with her kids, these Great Wolf Water. places. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculously expensive. We took the kids uh, to one a long time ago. Yeah. 
It's very expensive, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it was just the day we were there or yeah. whatever, the chlorine levels at that place were so high. It was like, you know, it was burning your eyes even before you went into the water. Because you get just like, you know, so many people going in there and rarely getting out to use a bathroom that you got to have uh, enough chlorine to make sure that it's safe to uh, to take your your tube down yeah. the the slide. I uh I I'm just going to be a little vulnerable here if I can. Go right ahead. Uh year it was about 5 years ago when my wife passes. Yes. And it was Probably like a week after we had scheduled, we were scheduled to go on vacation, but uh, apparently she never gave me the password to the booking, so I couldn't cancel nor, you know, uh, reschedule it or even use it. Man, she had a lot of nerve. I know. And then, uh, so then, <laughs> you know, everybody's telling me, hey, you, you know, you should probably get away a few days with the kids and just, you know. Try to get your mind off things, which is impossible when you're dealing with something like that. But at least, you know, have a little fun. Right. You know? And uh, so uh, one of my friends suggested, hey, man, uh, we took the kids to uh, this place out in uh, Hyannis. It was uh, called the Cape Cotter or uh, something like that. It was something like that. It was called right. the Cape Cotter, I think. And uh, it's this resort that has an indoor water park to it. And uh, I said, OK, so I booked this thing. For two nights, yes, at seven hundred and fifty dollars total for two nights, which wow. is absolutely ridiculous. And it's when you get there, you realize, well, this place is not only just a hotel. This is also one of those timeshare places that people own units in. But you're getting the hotel room part, you know. Oh, you're I only see. getting the hotel side of the building. There's like on the other side, there's like units with you know. Uh, Things and that wasn't part of my timeshare deal, so I was just booking you're just the hotel, right? right? And you know, when you're in a situation like that, you're like, okay, whatever, we'll pay the 750 bucks, even though you're really it is, but when you're you're in a situation and you, you know, you do a lot of things that you probably wouldn't have normally have done when you're in a situation like that. But I remember going to this water park and you know, the kids just want to go in the water, but it's also school vacation week in April, so... Everybody's in the water. Yeah, and it's not just the people that are staying there. You can pay, like, 30 bucks for the day and go yeah. and... and what? So this place is loaded with kids, right? And here I am, like, for the first time kind of doing something like this on my own right? without the help of another adult. And I just remember having this feel like my, my youngest get, we're in this lazy river thing mm-hmm. and she slips away from me in the tube. And this kid's like screaming at the top of her oh lungs. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And I'm like having this, I'm having a panic attack basically sure. because all the emotions and everything is just like and, coming and together. That's the stimulation of being amongst that many people right. while you're feeling all these emotions at the R- same time. Right. And you're thinking that you're far enough away from home that nobody will recognize you. And somebody's like, hey, man, I'm really, you know, and then they're like offering condolences and stuff, which I appreciate, but it's just like, it just wasn't the right time. Right. Now, that place, uh, we went like the next day, we wound up going in the pool. There was so much chlorine in the pool, my daughter throws up into the trash can <laughs> on the pool deck. And I'm trying to, like, tell everybody, all these people, and nobody cares. Like, yep. None of the people that work there care. 
when we were ch- my and we had to leave. We had to leave the area because the chlorine was so over. It, it was bothering me. Yeah. And I can't even imagine. And I wasn't even in the water. I was just watching them in this little kiddie pool thing. And uh, so we, the next day, I check out of this place, and I'm like, I don't have the, I don't have the energy to to make such a big stink about this. Right. That I really. Like, like it's it's more energy than I have right now, and sure. I'm not going to argue with you. And I just told the guy, and he didn't even care anyway, so we left. Well, I wrote a Yelp review for the place telling everybody about, you know, this place in Hyannis and, sure. and how the, 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 the whole idea of the, of the chlorine and nobody cared about it. And I ended that Yelp review with, like, let's just say the biggest tragedy to come out of the Hyannis was not the Kennedy family. <laughs> I need another trip to this place like John needs a hole in his head. That's it. Yeah. So (laughs) that was the uh, the un... uh, It wasn't a great story, but it was like one of these things where, like, I can't really stand those places. Like, it's just a bunch of kids running around screaming and... I know. I mean, listen, I I don't mind going to a water park if it's just a few people, but when it gets to be... What you're talking about, it's it's just yeah. the amount of stimulus at that place. It's just too well, much. Because you realize the reason why they're putting so much chlorine in the water is because you got 400 kids peeing in it all day that's, long. That's what I said, to, yeah, yeah. You got to get rid of it. <laughs> Gross. Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. You can find the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. Going to be mostly cloudy today with a high of 56 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 55. It is 48 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Associated Building Records is looking for their next imp- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 754 and Billy Idol on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 56. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 55. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Yo, you ever miss a, a show? You can check out uh, rock102.com. The daily podcast gets posted every single day. Available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Holyoke's very own Tommy Pluta, who is also a member of the band the size they're celebrating their 30th anniversary uh later this summer with a show at uh, gateway city arts in holyoke uh tommy's got a brand new ep called breathe it's very very good my next interview coming up next week i'm actually really excited about this one uh it's a guy named john rubley john rubley is a guy i went to college with uh john's career is absolutely fascinating he's a guy that he he is a, a record executive he owns his own record company called uh, gray market records but what's interesting about John was uh, he went from being a student at Marquette to suddenly being one of the original founders of Lollapalooza. In fact, this is the guy that for the first three years of Lollapalooza uh, booked everything on the second stage. Yeah. And his career had, you know, went, you know, just, you know, the trajectory of his career has been fascinating since that happened. So uh, it's a really cool interview. I can't wait to uh, to post it on uh, on Monday morning around around midnight. Uh, I believe he was the uh, also the subject of a Kenny Rogers tune, uh, Rubley, Don't Take Your Love to Town." No, no, uh, not uh, not the same guy. Actually, mm. Ruby was a woman, mm. and Rubley 
is a dude. No, no, no. You're thinking of those slippers that uh, the chick wore in The Wizard of Oz. No, 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 Steve. Those are ruby slippers. No, you're thinking of that currency that they serve, that they exchange over in India. No, Steve. I believe that would be rupees. I think that's what it is. Or is it rubles? No, that's Russia. I no, think. no, no. That that's was rubles. That was the name <laughs> of Fred Flintstone's best friend. Dino? No, Barney Rubble. Oh, Barney Rubble. Come on, what I gotta spell? What I gotta, I gotta, I gotta feed you this stuff? Nah, no. You were talking about feeding. You're thinking of that uh, that thing on the McDonald's characters that uh, used to say that all the time. No, 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 Steve. That's Rubble Rubble. <laughs> you're you're thinking of? Uh, oh, never mind. No, nah, you're thinking <laughs> of the guy who used to be the lead singer of the band. No, that's Robbie Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven fifty-seven. A rock one oh two. Is the power out in Hadley? Are there road closings in Westfield? At Batera Dodge, right next to the Westfield Walmart and online at BateraDodge.com. Call 866-982-4901 for details. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Mid-50s today and tomorrow with some light rain forecast for tomorrow morning. The weather brought to you by the Springfield RV and Camping Show, the 60th anniversary Springfield RV Camping and Outdoor Show, this Friday, February 18th through the 21st at the Big E. I'm Dave Coombs, and here's your sports. In the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys paying a confidential settlement of $2.4 million after four members of their iconic cheerleading squad said that Richard Dalrymple, the Cowboys' senior VP for PR and communications, stood behind a partial wall in their locker room with his iPhone extended toward them while they were changing clothing. How about them, Cowboys? Meantime, according to ESPN's Todd McShay, in his 2022 mock draft, the Patriots will select Washington cornerback Kyler Gordon at number 21 overall. At the Olympics, Canada won the gold medal in women's ice hockey, beating the U.S. 3-2. In the AHL, Springfield Thunderbirds on the road in Pennsylvania this weekend, back home next Wednesday at the Mass Mutual Center. Meantime, in the NHL, the Bruins, coming off the loss to the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, still in New York against the Islanders. You can catch that game tonight on Laser 98.5. In basketball, the UMass women beat Fordham 60-57. That set a school record for their 21st win. As for the UMass men, they lost to St. Bonaventure 83-71, and they fell to 11-13. And the Celtics' streak is done. Bax has that next for you in his View from the Couch on Rock 102. These are challenging times we're all living in, especially if you own a business, manage properties, or have a home and family you want to keep safe and secure. IBS Electronics and Security can provide state-of-the-art security control, fire protection, and intrusion detection for your home or business. And IBS Electronics and Security uses American-made products and offers 24-7 premium customer service. Let IBS Electronics and Security protect what's most important to you Call them or visit them online at ibselectronics.net. Christopher's Boiler and Tank Removal is the five-star rated company for all your removal needs. Boilers, oil tanks, furnaces, even complete heating system removal. Fully insured, commercial and residential, 30 years of experience. Check them out on Facebook at Christopher's Boiler and Tank Removal, then call for a free estimate. Bosquet, skiing, snowboarding, and tubing. Lessons, rentals, and packages for all ages. 25 trails and a terrain park. But coming soon, new improved lighting, 45 new tower guns, tower pads, and an upgraded blue chair. Bosquet, Dan Fox Road, Pittsfield, and info at bosquetmountain.com. Finding your next great hire can leave you finding yourself pressed for time. 
That's why Indeed has a built-in interview platform that makes it easy for you to schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site. Visit Indeed.com credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, there you go. Remember a few days ago when I told you not to get wrapped up in the Boston Celtics and their eight-game winning streak? And do you remember me telling you that the problem with an eight-game winning streak is that all winning streaks eventually come to a grinding halt? And do you remember yesterday when I told you to ignore everything I said earlier in the week because they were about to come off the road, having clobbered Philadelphia on the road, and were about to face the Detroit Pistons, the worst team in the NBA after becoming the first team in NBA history to win three consecutive road games by at least 30 points or more? Well, I would like you to forget everything that has come out of my mouth, not just because I dropped a grammatically cumbersome run-on sentence, but because I find myself suddenly lacking credibility. You see, the Boston Celtics not only lost to the Pistons last night by a score of 112 to 111, they not only ended what became a nine-game winning streak, they lost it to a team that has just lost eight games in a row. Now, I can understand losing to a team like Chicago or Phoenix. Those are the two best teams in the NBA right now. But losing to the Detroit Pistons is like the Globetrotters losing to the Washington Generals. That should never happen. That would be like if the intramural boys basketball team at Kylie Middle School in Springfield faced top-ranked Gonzaga and blew them out with great defense and three-point shooting. Losing to Detroit is like trying to start a street fight with nine-year-olds and losing. And yet, here I was expecting a different outcome. I allowed myself to get swept up in the moment, just like the Celtics did when they blew an eight-point lead with four minutes left to play just before heading into the All-Star break. Nothing says you become momentum deficient like losing to the worst team in the league and having six days off to do nothing but think about it over and over again. Nicely played, Celtics. Thanks for stopping out all that excitement I was feeling and bringing back all that apathy and disinterest that I had grown accustomed to. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How many apps have you got on your phone? Probably too many. The only one that I have right now is the Rocky's Direct Mobile Circular app. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips with the Rockies app or at Rockies.com. Go old school right now and pick up a flyer at the store at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Mama, I'm sure all the hand and I just around.
She cannot call the mama. I'm sure all the hand and hand is around. Calls her mama. I'm sure all the hand and hand gets around. Hard, hard to handle now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mama, I'm sure all the hand and hand gets around. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's uh, 809 and the Black Crows on Rock 102. You know, if Otis Redding had put as much uh, effort into that song uh, that he wrote, yeah. then he would have been uh, a millionaire, my friend. Uh, Love that song. Love it. He never would have made it. No, he never would have made it. Probably not. Hey, uh, guess what? What? It's going to be mostly cloudy today with a high of 56 uh, tomorrow. Uh, rainy with a high of 55. It is 48 in downtown Springfield. Now, I kind of know what you're going to talk about. Yes. But I just want to, uh, I have my sister coming in from out of town this weekend, right? Okay. She's uh, from Big City. The Big City down in Hotlanta, right? Okay. So, you know, why not vacation in the lovely Berkshires of Massachusetts in uh, (laughs) mid-February, right? Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, uh, one of my other friends suggested, hey, uh, you know, if you're looking to do something on the weekend... There's this ski jump going on up in Brattleboro. And I'm like, yeah, but if the kids get bored, can we just, like, leave them in the car for a few hours? Yeah, well, that would uh, that would make good sense because, yeah. you know, how how much attention span do your kids really have for well, ski jumping? Yeah, look, we're an hour away from home. I'm not going to drive all the way back and drop you off just so I can go see this thing. Yeah. I'll drop you off in the car. Now, are you a, a skier? No, God, no. Are I'm, you kidding I'm not me? a skier either. Winter I, sports are not my forte. Outdoors are not my forte. Mm. I, uh, I went skiing once, and yeah. it was a unmitigated disaster. Yeah. Not meant to be on skis. I'm not meant to be going in a declining position. I'm not meant to be on a mountain, frankly. No, no, mountain mountains are not for you. I'm not even sure my car could climb Mount Washington. That's that's how mountain yeah. uh, resistant I am. Yeah, my, my car says, I attempted it. Uh, two parents are accused of leaving a two-year-old in a car when temperatures were below freezing while they skied at a Vermont resort uh, where they also worked. Killington police received a report of a child left alone in a car February 8th and stopped a couple while they were driving away from the Killington resort. 
Police say they eventually admitted that they left the child in the car while they skied and said they checked on the child after each run. Police said ski resort records show they rode the ski lift 10 times, but that it was 28 degrees and very windy outside. Both parents charged with cruelty to a child, and one was also charged with a DUI. Police told uh, broadcasters that child welfare agencies in Vermont and New York were aware of the charges. Uh, And uh, there you go. Now, I read the story, and the first thing in my mind is... Man, they must have had some beautiful ski conditions. Oh, up yeah, there. absolutely! I mean, nice powder. Yeah, nice. Uh, nice slopes must have been well groomed. Hey, it's Andy Davis of Snow Country uh, coming up uh, in Brada. Where was this? <laughs> yeah, at uh, Killington. At uh, Killington, uh, we get a level of fresh powder and perfect uh, conditions to leave your child unattended in a vehicle. Child endangerment conditions at a level of zero today. Like they've got 750 trails open yeah. right now <laughs> right. for your skiing enjoyment. Yeah. By the way, there's a the parking lot is full, but one one child is nice. And toasty inside. Now, I, uh, you know, I'm not a, I, again, I'm not a skier. So mm-hmm. I know that like a two year old is probably a little too young to be on the slopes themselves. But uh, this couple was going up and down the mountain, and Killington apparently provides for a cost uh, childcare yeah. for only $60. 60 bucks. That's it. Now, Apparently, this couple says, you know, uh, that worked there that probably, worked, uh, that, probably knew that there's child care at Killington and either didn't want to pay the 60 bucks. Right. Or, I assume, the reduced rate for employees. Yeah. So, because they couldn't squeeze together $60 for the, uh, for the care of their two-year-old child, now they're facing child endangerment charges for leaving this poor little kid in the car. Well, that probably wasn't the smartest move they could have done, leaving the kid in the car. But how the kid's two? Two. Ah, come on. He's got plenty of things to do in there. You just leave him with a couple of juice boxes and some crackers. Yeah, but it's uh, cold in the car. Okay, but you got a coat on. You got coats, blankets. Was this kid uh, wrapped up at least? uh, Well, that's not clear. It's also not clear whether the engine was left on, but although, you know, the cost of... uh, of expensive gasoline. I'm sure they didn't leave the engine running. I was telling you off the air, it was about uh, probably 20 years ago or so, uh, I went with a bunch of friends to celebrate somebody else's birthday at a casino. Right. And it was, uh, I think it was Foxwoods, actually. And uh, when we got there to the garage, the, the police were there at this car, and, you know, you come to find out that somebody was uh, had a little gambling addiction and figured they could leave their, like, you know, five- or six-year-old kid in the car mm-hmm. uh, while they went in and gambled. Now, I don't know about Foxwoods, but I know for a fact that at least they did some time ago, Mohegan had a thing where you could bring your kid and pay them. <laughs> I, listen, I if you have a problem, gambling problem, or even an entertainment problem where you want to go uh, skiing, uh, it's totally worth to pay that money to have somebody who's watching your children. Now, I would never leave my kid... First of all, I wouldn't leave my kid in the car while I went in and did something. Right. There's a difference between, I think, maybe getting out of the car for a few minutes and running into a store and then coming back, which is not really the best idea you should do. But, uh, you know, it happens. And, and, and it's easier to take it's easier to get out and run and do what you got to do real quick than it is to get these kids out of the car. 
you know, when I was a kid, now granted, you know, you're talking like uh, your know, early 70s or so, uh, maybe like mid 70s. Um, my parents would like go grocery shopping, uh-huh. and I would ask, "Hey, mom, dad, can I sit in the car?" Yeah. And they'd say, "Why, sure, son. Yeah. Sit in the car. We'll be out in probably no longer than twenty minutes, an hour, yeah, yeah, two hour hours. and a half." Maybe later this afternoon we'll come out and then we'll uh, we'll we'll go home. Oh, for terrific! Because there's nothing I like better than sitting in the car by yeah. myself and having some alone time. Listen, since the 1970s, the uh, child laws have the child endangerment laws have become much more strict right. because of the fact that there are people who like leave their kid unattended in like a hot vehicle and leave the thing uh, closed up and then the and then unfortunately the child dies right. you know so that's the thing you want to avoid but so so let's uh, let's zoom up uh-huh. say a good 30 years or so yeah. 25 30 years mm-hmm. and i have kids of my own mm-hmm. and let's say i had to run into i'm just throwing it out there a cvs okay uh i Never left my kids in the car alone for even a second. Now, why is that? Because at the time, uh, as I was a child, I loved sitting in the car. I loved sitting in the car, too. Loved it. Who needs parents around? They're just in the way and cause problems. But when my kids were little, I always took them inside the store, whether they wanted to or not. Yeah. Even when they were little, and you know, getting a kid in and out of yeah. a car seat is, yeah, you know, is a hassle sometimes. It's very difficult, and they're squirming all over the place. But nevertheless, you bring your kid in, and I realized what it was that made me do that. Yeah. The fear of judgment. I didn't want anyone to be judging my parenting skills. Yeah. Even though my experience as a youngster was. The best thing in the world to be left alone, right? Because you know, uh, culture has, like I said, turned these you know child endangerment laws into something where right. they think that something bad is going to happen every single time you do that. Exactly, and and that was you know the early two thousands was the time when you had all these stories of parents, you know, leaving the kids in the car with the windows rolled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was like for a while it was like a spate of those type of stories, and yep. I didn't want to be one of them parents that people are gonna be you know smashing the doors uh, smashing the windows of my car to pull my kids out because i was being irresponsible one uh it's a very very uh inconvenient job to replace windshields in your car yeah. plus you have to drive around in their uh, in their loaner car and that's embarrassing yeah, to load with that. ridiculous logos and and no one wants to drive around on that thing. And then the other thing is the, is the judgment of others. And, and have them say, hey, you're a terrible parent leaving your children in the car while you were into CVS for all of 4.5 minutes. Am I? Am I? Am I really the worst? Yeah. A- am I the a-hole in this situation? Um, No. Well, I think, you know why you're the a-hole? Because you're listening to society. You got to break the rules every once in a while. I, it's I, okay. Listen, I'm all about breaking a rule here and there, but I'm also about being fully compliant with the rules surrounding me, and especially when it well, comes to the judgment of others. What is the law about doing that? Is there, I mean, at what age? You know, I remember being like 14 or 15, and, right. my, and my mom going, 
well, I'm going to, you know, you want to come in the store? And I'm like, no, I don't want to go to the store. I want to turn the key backwards to turn the radio on so I can listen to music. That's what I wanted to exactly. do. I didn't want to go, what, a boring shopping trip to the grocery store? That sucks. I remember my mom going to a knitting store yeah. to buy yarn. That's the last place I wanted to be at a knitting store. I, yeah, there's always places that you went as a kid. But, you know, it was better to stay in the vehicle the entire time because right because it's a, it's more fun in there you can listen to all your hot radio hits oh i know i was listening to dave coombs back in the day <laughs> when you were yeah. just nothing more than a mere child when i was just a child yeah and, uh, you know and uh, it's it's i don't i think it's it's one of those things because i really don't think there's even a law about leaving your kids at home in massachusetts i think you can leave your children home as long as the maturity of the child, you know. Yeah, but, have, but, you know. There's a, but there's, see, but that's the thing. Because, yeah. I mean, what determines how mature your kid may be? Now, your 9-year-old yeah. may be more mature than my 12-year-old. Well, I was going to say, no my, question about my, that. my 11-year-old is uh, middle-aged at this point. Right. You know, she's got a lot more responsibility than her own dad does. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> when your children are better at doing things than you are. Right. You know, you might want to reevaluate things. But... I trust my kids, and you know, I, there's been times where I can like, le- I don't. I've never left them in a like a hot car or right. in a, or in a cold condition kind of thing. It's always been like seasonable weather. Hey, I'm, I shut the car off. I'll be right back. I'm going to the store to grab a few things, and uh, you know, what do you want? You know, that yeah. kind of thing. My my kids are at an age now are almost afraid they'll leave me in a hot car. Well, see, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? The tables eventually get turned. Absolutely. Now, in a situation like this, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that, I mean, child endangerment seems like kind of a broad, you know, catch all for a lot of different things. But you're leaving your kid in the car. You're going skiing 10 times down the down the slopes. And yes, you're checking every single time you're at the bottom of the hill that your kid is okay. All right. Maybe that's okay to do. But Killington has got child care services mm-hmm. on premises. Yeah. Everybody is masked. Everybody is being compliant. And if you could just come up with $60, your kid can be watched while you go and irresponsibly have fun down the slopes. And they must have gotten free passes since they worked there, right? Probably. Yeah. Or, or you know, drastically reduced rates. And I would think that the $60, mm-hmm. they could probably get child care for $40. Probably. And uh, you could have had a babysitter even come over before that and paid way less yeah. than that. This is why parents like me and you, yeah. uh, you know, we, we get the job done. These people here got to shake your head and say, nope, these are the a-holes of the day. Well, sometimes uh, people uh, don't think straight, but uh, think about it back. So let's say you were a ski lover. Let's say you loved skiing. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to do? You lo- and Same with the guy down in uh, down at Foxwoods. Yeah, you I love know. gambling so much. And these kids are getting in your way. You know what? <laughs> what? One of my favorite scenes from The Simpsons was when they went out to Arizona, right? Right. And they were going for some, like, timeshare thing or something. It was one of these things. And they go out to Arizona, and they close the car, and they get out of the car, and then they look up at the sign, and it says 115 degrees outside. And then... Lisa goes, Dad, the dog. And he goes over to the window and he knocks on the window and goes, There's water under the seat as the dog is like dying inside of the car. That's what you got to tell the kids. There's fruit snacks 
and juice boxes <laughs> under there. If you get hungry, there are some goldfish crackers wedged in the cushions of the seat. You left them there months ago. <laughs> it's A23 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Are you looking for some good news? Hazen has it. Thanks for Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Tomorrow on the show, we'll talk to uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Oh, yeah. The uh, the food guy. No, he is the car guy. No, the pet guy. No, uh, he is the car guy. Mm-mm. Was it the guy who writes uh, editorials in the newspaper every Wednesday in the Reminder? Mm, no, no. It's no. The, uh, the car guy. What about uh, the guy who talks about scams? No, he is the car guy. I don't know what that means. He writes about cars. Like Gary Newman? No. Cars. Like the movie? No. Cars. Paul Newman was in that. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm not even talking about the uh, Rick Ocasek cars. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, not even them. All right. So we'll have Mike Quincy to talk about vehicles. Vehicles. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what he'll do. Well, I like to say words that, uh, you know, are normal, but then go, well, I'm just going to do a different connotation on that word. Yeah, like I have a tendency to say automobile. Automobile. Yeah, right. Or vehicle. Right. I like that. That is a good one. Maybe we should talk about that like that t- uh, tomorrow to see if he gets confused. Well, maybe we could uh, do some newest next coming up next. It's uh, 827 on Rock 102. This week, it's a Thunderbird Thursday. Time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Max. Well, you're State very welcome, Steve. State police have uh, found the body of 79-year-old Robert Sherman of Chesterfield. According to the Mass State Police, the man's body was found near the Florida Brook in area in Huntington. Sherman was last seen in Westfield on Monday, February 7th. His vehicle that he rented was found in Huntington near 230 Norwich Lake Road on February 9th. Uh, sadly, Robert Sherman was located uh, uh, deceased. Our sympathy and prayers go out to Mr. Sherman's family and friends. According to the state police post, no further details have been released at this time. Uh, Let's see. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health has updated their mask guidance, and now the CDC is also expected to make changes to their advisory soon. The CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walansky, said the White House uh, said at a White House briefing yesterday that the government is contemplating a change to its mask guidance in the coming weeks. Walensky cited the recent declines in COVID-19 cases, hospital admissions and deaths here in Western Mass. Communities like Longmeadow currently have a mask mandate in place on all public indoor spaces. Um, see, that's the, I mean, the governor, what is it, the 28th? The 28th. Where the kids can start taking them off. But then, like, at our school, they had some kind of public meeting the other day, which I didn't... <laughs> because I'm not that passionate about it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to participate in something that is just going to be this pissing match back and forth between a bunch of people. And that's exactly what it is. You go on the forum. You see through the parent forum. It's just like, okay. Listen, they're only telling you to extend it till the 14th because they're worried that after the kids come back from break and people go traveling all across the country, they don't want people, uh, you know, spreading this this disease. Uh, I told my kids, I'm like, well, hey, guess what? A couple more weeks, you can take your masks off. And they said, "Uh, we're keeping ours on. I'm like, okay, well, if that's your choice, that's what you want to do. 
I'm not going to stop you from doing it. I, I, you know, I, it's it's all a matter of personal choice, and your kids are making the choice that they feel comfortable with. I got no problem yeah. with that. And uh, you know what? I'm done like dealing, like talking about it because it's kind of silly the way it, it needs to be done universally. And I know that different areas around the country are different, but mm-hmm. just do like everybody should be doing it at the same time. That's my opinion to it. I mean, to to leave for the governor to go. Yes, this uh, thing, but you can also do this yourself among your own communities. To me, it's uh, it's it's kind of weird where you like one town will have it, and then another town won't. Yeah, you know, So I always have a mask on me. Right. And you know, I hope to God the building I'm going into has got a sign that says it's required or recommended. Yeah. You know, but now I'm like, uh, I just assumed that I'm going to be putting it on no matter where I go. Well, that's but it would, you're right. I mean, uniformity would have been really, really good to have. Well, that's the thing. I'm usually, I usually put it on before I go in anywhere to do it because you're just kind of like trained to do it. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I would like the opportunity to maybe not wear it, not be required to wear it. But my, you know, it's not hindering what I do, like, throughout my day. True. Like, it doesn't, if I have to go to the bank, big deal. Like, five minutes, you go put the mask on, you walk in, you come out. Who cares? I've always kind of, I don't know, to me, it's kind of always seemed weird to me that I can't walk into a restaurant without it. But the moment I sit down, I'm perfectly safe to take it off. Yeah, well, still being breathed on. There's still air floating all over the place, but yet I'm perfectly fine just sitting down and relaxing with my meal in front of me. Well, somebody sat down and figured out that, you know, maybe this does help or something. I I don't care. (laughs) I'm like, I'm to the point where it's like, whatever. Like, you were doing what you wanted to do anyway. No, I know. You know, the people who were staunchly opposed to it were being jackholes and going into these places massless anyway. So what's the. What? I don't know. I, 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 I mean, to me, it, you know, it, it's encouraging to see the numbers go down. It, it you, you, you wonder whether the mask mandates have helped. You know, yeah. there's no, you know, uh, you know, proof that it hasn't helped or, or whatever. But you know, you just wonder. Okay, are we doing it? And are we doing it? Uh, you know, prematurely. It's like, you know, well, what is it that says we're in the clear? What will that be? That we say, okay, you know what, we don't need to worry about this as much anymore. I don't know. You know, I was uh, reading up about the whole Spanish flu thing. Right. And it kind of, like, ended after, like, two years, which we're about the two-year mark now. Uh, And it it ended, and and it was kind of interesting the way they put it. It ended when people stopped talking about it. That's kind of how it ended, because the, the variant got weaker. Right. And then, which almost, which is basically... The version of the flu we have today is uh, is originated from that, yeah, that variant. The difference between the time we had the Spanish flu and now, yeah, is you have social media. Yeah, you've got yeah. you know you you have yeah, but- impossible divisions in people's po- you know, political points of view, and you have politics entering into all this. Yeah, I mean, there's no. You know, way to deny how political this whole thing has become. Well, it has become political, but th- there was also like they're pointing out like the the president at the time. I think it was was it Herbert Hoover. I think I don't know. Could have been the president in nineteen twenty. But uh, he he they never addressed it. They never addressed it. And the reason why they called it the Spanish flu because it was Spanish newspapers that they were hearing it from. <laughs> yeah, you well. know that that's the kind of thing. You know, 
when you're kind of like in denial of it. And then there was arguments over face coverings, too. Oh, yeah. people, there You see all these old posters with the editorials on them going, oh, don't put the, you know, the face bonnet on your, you know, yeah, whatever there, it is. I mean, there's, there's a lot of similarities, yeah. but there's a lot of differences, too. Well, and, yeah. and, you know, we just, you know, information, good or bad, is distributed in a much faster, more efficient way than we ever had during the 1920s. So, you know, if you're going to be misinformed, you're more likely to be misinformed faster and more vigorously today than ever before. I guess so. It just seems like, uh, you know, we're still arguing about this crap. You know, it's like two years into this thing and things are getting better. And it's like, okay, well, then why don't we just do it universally instead of doing it Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you don't have to wear the mask unless your town says you do. Right. You know. Right. I bet you, like, like a place like Northampton, that mask mandate won't be lifted until, like, another five years from now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it is. I no, mean, I know. A certain, I know. And then, you know, you go to a town like Southampton who never really put the mask thing in place to begin with. They, they weren't very, uh, you know, adamant about it. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow. Apparently, oh, that's the guy. How would I not? How would I forget a guy named Woodrow? I know. Yeah, giggity. That's right. Yeah. Ima- imagine the lawn signs. <sighs> What'd the lawn signs say? I don't know. I'm just yeah. guessing. Uh, the family of a four-year-old boy with autism who said their son cannot wear a mask when they fly to Boston next week for medical treatment was granted a temporary court order from a federal judge that exempted him from having to wear a face covering on the entire flight. Michael Sikleckley Sr. said he has to travel to Boston's Children's Hospital and Mass General Hospital with his son, Michael Jr., for medical care that they could not get at home in Florida between February 28th to March 3rd. In court documents, Sikleckley Sr. said that due to his son's autism spectrum disorder, he's unable to cover his face and becomes scared when his father has his face covered. A doctor in Florida was also uh, able to provide a note confirming that Sikleckley Jr. was unable to wear a mask According to court documents, there is currently a federal masking requirement on flights and in airports for people over the age of two that is in effect until at least March 18th. Well, all right. Well, there you go. There you go. That's the idea of what a medical exemption is. And I would say I'm okay with that, too. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to wear mine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, those are those are the exceptions. Listen, I give a lot of credit to people who have autistic children. I mean, that's something that it's a burden that you'll never know, thankfully, of how it is to to have to deal with things like that. Well, and, yeah, I, I think it depends on the person uh, who is the parent. I mean, they many of them do not see it as a burden, but it's you know their obligation well, I, to do it. I, I and I don't mean to I don't mean to be insensitive saying that. I'm just saying like. You know, everybody's get has their life paths. Yep. And uh, you know, I've I've witnessed you know people who have to deal with that, and I'm just like I I my sympathy goes out to you because it must be so difficult to have to deal with that. And you know, there are a lot of people with autism who do have frightened things of, of if they're not familiar with the people that they're yeah. around, and even the people that they know, if they're wearing a face mask and you don't recognize them, you know, that could be a no, it's true. Know, detrimental to the behavior of uh, the individual that you're trying to take care of. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm just kind of calling it in this week, Max. I'm just. Uh, hey, you know what? Go. I'm on vacation next week, and in my head, I'm already out the door. So, you know, you're, you're, I'm with you on that one. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're with me because, uh, phew, you know, you just. 
want to get well, out I'm of with here. you. Right. Get out of here as fast as you can. I'm trying to find this story, and I don't know. Oh, here it is. No, that's just a picture. It was a, a story about a woman. She stole her identity and lived under her name for 22 years. A woman who has still not been identified till this day was jailed for nine months after she stole Carol Ann Keith's identity and lived under her name for 20 years. 22 years. Hmm. 22 years. How the hell did she get away with it for 22 years? I don't know. Uh, apparently, she was, uh, let's see, uh, this woman was from Nigeria. She was... Uh, one is white, British-born housewife from the West Midlands. The other is a younger black woman thought to be from Nigeria. But despite their obvious differences, the African-American woman was uh, able to spend 15 years traveling on a British passport in the unsuspecting British woman's name. The astonishing decep deception uh, only came to light after the real Carol Ann Keese tried to renew her passport and was interrogated to find out uh, whether she was who she was and claimed to be. That's mm. crazy. That is crazy. After the 53-year-old provided proof of her identity, including decades-old school records, an alert was raised for the mystery black woman traveling with the world using her name. The bogus Carol Ann Keese, thought to be an illegal immigrant, was finally arrested following a break in Marabella with her unsuspecting television producer boyfriend. Yesterday, she was uh, beginning a nine-month prison sentence for fraudulent use of a passport, but still refusing to divulge her real identity. Why? Because you can continue doing these things after you get out of prison? Yeah, I think they're all kind of on to you already. I'm not going to let you know how I did it because I'm going to do it to somebody else when I get out of here. You know, you think about bogus things. I was uh, watching my my oldest and I have been watching The Brady Bunch. Okay. It's on Hulu. You know what? You watch all the episodes of The Brady Bunch from start to finish. And, That's uh, very tempting, by the way. And uh, my, my kids uh, thinks that the early Greg Brady... <laughs> Yeah, look, looks like a little monkey with his little bent ears out. He kind of does look like a little monkey. Yeah, but uh, you know, was there anybody cooler than Greg Brady? Especially when he went up to the uh, yeah. to the attic with the puka shells on the uh, yeah. as a door. But uh, yeah, I bet you nothing what? cooler. No, the coolest um, of the cool. But uh, it kind of hit me that the Brady Bunch uh, were a bunch of uh, really immoral children. Like they. What did are you talking about? Okay, well let's take. You know, you, uh, Bobby Brady wants to meet Joe Namath, right? Okay. And then, uh, you know, he's telling all his friends, hey, I know Joe Namath. He comes over to the house all the time for dinner, right? And then Bobby gets called out by his friends. Well, the next time Joe Namath's out of your house, you better call us over there. You remember this episode. I do. <clears throat> and then, uh, in the meantime, Cindy wants to make uh, it's really special for Bobby. <clears throat> so she writes a letter to uh, Joe Namath's agent uh, saying that Bobby is very sick. And needs to be seen. Right. Right? Yes. And then, uh, you know, Bobby had now, Joe Namath shows up at the door, and Bobby now has to fake sick during the whole thing. Right. And then uh, when they find out about this, nobody seems to be really upset that uh, this uh, visit by Mr. Namath was made under false pretenses by somebody claiming to have an illness and not really having an illness in order to get something that they wanted. Yeah, I know. I know. Go ahead. No, go on. Well, how, go many, on. how many times have you seen, uh, oh, this lady started a GoFundMe for her sick kid. Well, guess what? The kid never had cancer, and uh, she made $150,000 off the fact that this kid, um, you know, was, was fakely ill. Yes. Uh, so, and that person goes to jail for 20 to 30 years uh, based on embezzlement and all that <sighs> other stuff. Why is Bobby Brady not in jail? That's my question. Listen, I I understand what you're getting at, but but let's let's look at the broader picture here. Yeah. 
This is a story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. Uh, you know, all of them had hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one, in curls. Well, here's the story of this man named Brady. Right. Uh, who was living with three boys of his own. Yep. Uh, there were four men living all together, but they were all alone. Yeah, but then that yeah. one day this lady met this fella, and they knew that it was much more than a hunch, that someday they would uh, meet and form a family, and that's when they became the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. That's the way they all became the Brady Bunch. Well, that sounds like a great little love story, doesn't it? It's a beautiful love story. Then you find out what's going on in that house, and then you wonder, well, I don't even know how they even got together. Uh, You know, and I'm the more I watch that show, the more I'm like, um, uh, wow. Like, they had a lot of money, didn't they? They Well, he was an architect, you know, and a, a damn good one. Yeah. I mean, he had those plans in Hawaii. <laughs> you know what happened when he lost those? The plan, Or the plans at the amusement park. You remember that one? I, I That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Well, wait a minute. That wasn't Hawaii, though. Wasn't it an amusement park in Hawaii? No, or am, I, or am we, I confusing the time that, uh, that, uh, that Peter had that tiki idol? Yeah, you're, the that's, that's when they all went to Hawaii for the big okay. trip. This right. is okay. I'm talking about right. the one where they went to the amusement park out in Ohio. You know, when I was a kid, uh, on Friday nights, back to back in prime time, mm-hmm. I used to watch the new episodes of the Brady Bunch, <laughs> and immediately following <laughs> that was the more earthy and gritty Partridge Family. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I always felt, even as a young child, that there was probably, uh, you know, w- w- while the Brady Bunch was filmed in an idyllic setting, uh, you know, under a very difficult blended family uh, scenarios, that uh, the real kind of Hill Street Blues type of grittiness mm-hmm. actually existed more with uh, with with the Partridge family. I mean, you know, the, you know, dad dies. You know, here's a mom. She's got a bunch of kids. They're all very musical. Reuben Kincaid is managing the band. They they play all these hot gigs at all these dinner theaters where everyone's sitting there, uh, yeah. drinking cocktails and you know eating salads. And uh, and they drive a bus, which all of them painted together as a family in a gritty fashion. Well, I mean, uh, they were very happy though. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you be happier than the Brady Bunch? You would say that is gritty? It wasn't always happy. I mean, you know, you had, you you know, I mean, like, (laughs) Danny Partridge was a troublemaking scamp, that kid. Yeah. Always getting into 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 trouble, trying to run little schemes and and, and try to outsmart Reuben Kincaid. Well, that was no easy task. You think uh, Reuben Kincaid ever uh, gave it to Mrs. Partridge? Let me tell you something. Uh, she was a wasn't she a widow? She was a widow. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, uh, Shirley Jones is a beautiful woman. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Woman. Yeah. If I were Reuben Kincaid, and I and I'm not, <sighs> yeah, I try to make myself uh, more available, you know, and you know, try to you know, cozy up a little bit, try to be nicer to her, get her better gigs. Occasionally offer to drive the bus, you know those kinds of things. Well, they they had a dream that they would go traveling together and spread a little loving, and and they'll keep moving on because something always happens whenever they're together. They get that happy feeling. Yeah, when that's they true. start singing a song, mm-hmm. traveling along, 
That's what they'll be singing. They'll be singing. <laughs> Come on now. Get, Get happy. happy. Your Pioneer Valley. I'm glad we wasted 10 minutes on that, Bax. That was a... Steve, you can't get a better show than this, could you? These are important <laughs> things to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 56 tomorrow. Rain with a high of 55. It is 48 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Thank you for... Uh, somebody sent me this story about uh, this missing... More, more than two years ago after she disappeared, a six-year-old girl was found stashed under the staircase of a home in eastern New York. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. Uh, the case broke Monday night when a detective pried open the staircase and found Paisley Schultes in a small, cold, and wet secret room where she was hiding with her biological non-custodial mother in a Fawn Road home, uh, according to the town of Sagardy's police. You know, and I'm reading this story, but then... What distracts me in this story from USA Today is uh, Dr. Phil's hefty divorce settlement finally out in the open, and now I'm drawn to that, and I'm like, okay, well, the kid's going to be okay, but what's going on with Dr. <laughs> Phil? I know, right? I didn't even know he was getting divorced. I thought him and that wife were, uh, were very happy together. What happened? I don't know. You know, I mean, just because the guy's a therapist doesn't mean his uh, his personal life is running all smooth. Do you know he's not really a therapist? He's not? He's not licensed to be a therapist. Well, what the hell is he? He's just a guy who had some, like, psychiatry experience, or he maybe he was licensed at some point in his life. Oh, yeah. But he's no longer, you know, re-upping the, uh, the thing. We well, remember uh, Dr. Laura? Oh, yeah. Dr. Dr. Laura. Laura was a doctor, but she was a nutritionist. Yeah. Man, that's not, they, I mean, who are, listen, if you want to find out, you know, how to lose weight or how to eat a healthy meal, she's your lady. Yeah. But if you want, uh, if you want her to help you with uh, figuring out your personal relationships, I'm not going to a nutritionist. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Just because, you know, there's a difference between this. This doctor thing, right? Okay, what I, I I understand what you're saying because she's using her doctor title mm-hmm. to make it sound like she is more of an expert on these political issues than was it political stuff. No, right? no, no. She she was what like she uh, you know, like relationship advice and stuff. Oh, I'm thinking of Laura 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 Ingram. Ingram. No, she's no. not a doctor. But Doctor Laura, okay. Doctor Laura, she's get who? Laura. 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 Tell Laura I love her. Well, you you uh, could. Uh, but, okay, so she's using that in an aspect where, yes, she's a doctor, but she's not a doctor in the subject that she's, you know, talking about. No. But it makes it sound like she is, like she's some sort of expert. I don't think, though, that because you have the title of doctor, that that should be discredited because... It's not what people think of when they think of an actual doctor, right, like, Steve, a, like a medical doctor. But that's like saying that, you know, I have uh, like a medical condition yeah. that I and I need surgery. Yeah. And the only doctor that I feel comfortable working on me yeah. is uh, is Dr. Julius Irving, Dr. J from the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm very impressed with his credentials. And I think if anyone is going to open me up and remove one of my internal organs, it should be Dr. J. Okay, that's if that's the hill you'd like to die on, then but you if, go but right But if ahead. he's not available, then I will then call upon Dr. Demento to give me a second opinion. 
He would be the first one I would go to, <laughs> Doctor Demento. <laughs> He's. Oh, all you wizards out there! We can do. Oh, here's fish heads, everybody! Here's weirdo Yankovic. Yeah, I, I would definitely go with uh, with Doctor Demento. But Doctor Phil, why are you trying to get money out of me when I'm the one that made the most in this relationship? It's like you're trying to pull a fast one on Doctor Phil. There you go. It's eight fifty-eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two.